0: Woo! Yeah. 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 Oh, oh,
1: oh. We're back. I'm Henry.
2: I'm Andrew. (laughs) I'm
1: John. And we're starwalking into the star jamming episode. Part 4. X-Men, the animate part 5.
2: No, four. Part four. Part four of the five-part Phoenix saga. Shit. As we rock out.
1: Star <laughs> Now that's a little Nas X song called Star Walking, but this is covered by Trey Watson, and I think that kicks ass. So why don't you go on Spotify or wherever? Fuck you, listen to shit. Actually, definitely Spotify. Is hey, a Spotify whoa. Podcast. No, you can listen on Apple. Oh, true, 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 true.
2: That's okay. And hey, if you're on if you're on Anchor, listening to this, that's okay too.
1: I love can, Anchor so where, much.
2: Wherever you listen to us, and, and by the way, this spot this podcast is brought to you by Anchor. They were the reason we were able to make this in the first place. Thanks, Anchor. You haven't given us a single cent for it, but I like to listen in the shower.
1: <laughs> I I record these from my speakers to a tape, cassette tape, and I mm. listen to it on a cassette tape.
2: Oh, that's cool. Quick recap, folks, since we're in a new episode here. The last episode, Phoenix, uh, she Phoenixed out, and she used that to send all of the Imperial Guard, the Shi'ar bad guys, away. Eric the Red, toast. Uh, Gladiator, gone. But ship the evil Emperor who is after the Mkron Crystal, and I will continue to talk through this, <laughs> yeah, most uh, of has entered our galaxy, and their threat of destroying our planet and getting the Emkron Crystal is imminent. But the X-Men have Lalandra, and hopefully they'll be able to get the crystal before de Ken can.
1: Yeah, I hope so. So that's
3: that's the end of Juggernaut. Like we, that was his little. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Last we saw of Juggernaut, he was thrown over the horizon by Gladiator. Yeah. He's heir, no. so dead. He'll probably come back in a future season. He's dead. He always comes
1: back. He's de- imagine, Hopefully, Black Tom with him. Imagine the amount of wandering he's going to do this time. Although, what if he just throws him right back to America and he's like right where he left off in the <laughs> other episode, just wandering.
2: Oh man, but folks, if you haven't listened to the first uh, the first part of our Phoenix Saga, go back, make sure you listen to that before you listen to this, because we're... You're going to be lost as hell. Yeah, and a little spoiler alert, we actually are recording this all in one straight run, so um, we're going to be referencing those episodes in space. a lot. Yeah. We're in space. Yes, uh, currently X-Boys are in space, we're aboard our space station. I'm floating,
1: and I think I'm going to throw up. Cut this frame. Cut this frame. <laughs>
2: A little throwback to the last step, folks. Anyway, See, catch up on you're those. Miss out on stuff like that. Catch you're up gonna, on those episodes where we covered the first three parts of the Phoenix Saga, and now we're hitting the back two. Jammers, first and foremost. Love this episode, but I guess I'm getting ahead of myself.
1: Well, we introduced one of, I think maybe all of our favorite characters this episode. Potentially.
2: I mean, they're they're one of the stronger additions to the X Men. Uh, I wouldn't roster. say they.
3: But let's just like say I've got them tattooed on every inch of my body. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> Speaking of every inch of the body, Jean, as she's recovering, she talks about how this body is young and strong. It recovers quickly because they're all concerned that she's going to basically die. But
1: this it, is kind of weird to me.
2: It opens up an interesting. <laughs> yeah. About Phoenix and Jean. Yeah. Inhabiting the same body. Like
1: who is is it? Who is that? Who are we talking to? All right. I'll tell you. Because Scott is acting like it's Gene. Which is unfair. Is, which should, is weird. You don't even know her, bro. Like, you hear, like, she says this body is young and strong. And he's like, ha, yeah, I know. Like, what? No, that obviously wasn't Gene. I don't know.
2: Phoenix and Gene are both the same thing and also two separate entities, right? They are. It's like Venom? Yeah, kind of. Eddie. Except Phoenix doesn't necessarily have, like, I don't know, its own, like, personality. It just kind of brings out a different side of Gene. It. it it's kind of hard to explain.
1: Okay. Um, When's the new Venom come out?
2: Uh, pro- next week.
1: Eddie. <laughs> Man, that was good. That's funny. That's funny stuff when he eats chicken nuggets.
2: But yeah, but it's <laughs> like the, the Phoenix kind of like, it takes over Jean's body, but like Jean's still in there and she's still like kind of in control. And, you know, eventually yeah. if she starts using that power too much, she might lose control a little bit and the Phoenix ah. might be doing a little bit more. But that's for a later date. Ah. Uh, but but Phoenix, she senses another ship incoming, a friend. The X-Jet with Cyclops, Beast, and Storm.
1: Finally. They
2: finally catch up to Cassidy Keep with the rest of the X-Men, which are, you know, Wolverine, Rogue, uh,
1: Jubilee, and Gambit. Um, Scott, you know Scott's happy to see his
3: lady.
2: Mm-hmm. And Gene, she's searching the skies, floating around, and he's like, Why is Jean floating and looking real real powerful? Is she
3: thinking about me?
2: Yeah. She's using her telepathy to see what's going on. She can see to Ken's ship. And she sees a woman on board that ship with white skin and like bluish hair, and she's got like kind of a pink costume on. Some kind of, but the yeah, woman seems to turn. She senses that. She senses it. Yeah, like the woman turns, sensing Jean, sensing her.
1: She's like somebody like the Ken's got you. a
2: telepath of his own, and in the background we can see the entire Imperial Guard, who we'll get to meet a little bit more later. But we've already met Gladiator, and we've already met Eric the Red. But this is a new a new person. Her name's actually Oracle.
3: Nope, Henry.
1: Who is that? the the the, the white uh, the white lady. That's, oh, that's Jean. <laughs> Her name's Jean. G-E-N-E. Oh, Jean. yes,
2: yes, like mutant Gene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: And she, as as we know, is a psychic and a telepath. However, yes. the other thing she can do is sing so well. Mm. She sings very beautifully. Yeah. It's no, not you- like, it doesn't do, it doesn't like, it's not like Banshee or anything, but she just has a really beautiful voice. But she only sings Mumford and Son.
2: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: It's just the only thing that she's gotten real access to in space. <laughs>
2: it's the only thing they get out there. Is hey, listen, and listen, listen,
1: no disrespect, but you know, there's other stuff out there, but she sings it so well. Yeah.
2: No, that's Oracle. Um, if oh. you remember her from Batman, <laughs> oh, uh, she's yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbara Gordon, uh, oh, commissioner Gordon's shit. daughter who gets shot by the Joker and then that. gets I'm confined to a wheelchair that. and then she's Batman's eyes. In the She sky. had sex
1: with Batman in the movie.
2: That's cool. Wait, what?
1: Yeah, dude, this is really bad. Wait, what in the in the Batwoman movie? In the in the oh the killing, the killing joke. joke animated movie that they made pretty recently. Yeah, they made a I rated watched. R. R. There's yeah. a sex scene between Batgirl and and Batman. I watched that movie and remember that part. I don't like that. It's it's horrible. It's Batgirl
2: in the comics, it's Batgirl and Dick Grayson. They're like the couple. It's like they're the they're stupidest the, shit ever. They're the sort of flame. It's all
1: bad. It's all bad. If that's mm. that's a weird choice. Anyway, Scott's like people I don't are know not happy.
2: He's like, I don't know what's going on with my girlfriend, but. Uh, whatever and Gene's like okay here's what's going on bud
1: yeah here's what's going on we need to get everyone ready for battle yeah we gotta save the freaking galaxy this is an all out attack. so Cyclops is like say no more babe listen up people Jean has something to say
0: in our hands lies the fate of a billion star systems of lives beyond measure just when I wanted to hear <laughs> it. it's time to go
2: oh bye Gene she leaves she's bye. going phoenix mode but she takes them all with her.
3: Saying farewell to two of them.
2: Oh, oh, right.
3: Three of them. Because they leave
2: behind Jubilee, Xavier,
1: and
3: Storm. Storm. I kept that in because I like the music. It's I don't amazing. know why they... And we just talked all over it. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine.
2: No worries. <laughs> no, but as they fly out, we see uh, shots from around the world as the uh, like the giant phoenix bird shoots up into space. We see in London... This energy,
1: sp- but the, uh, the energy from her blast yep. plumes out. Across the, 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 the globe. Energy blast, huh? <gasps> <gasps> oh, episode one. What a time to be alive.
2: Man, we were so young then. Energy blast, huh? Whoa. Here's one from a pro. That's what Gene's saying.
3: I hate machines.
2: And so, uh, yeah, we, we, we get glimpses all over the world. It kind of sets up the, the earthly stakes, you know, um, for what's about to go down. We see Captain Britain. Flying around London.
3: Sure do. He I sees
2: love
1: that. Captain Britain.
2: Leader of Excalibur, baby.
1: Oh, oh, he's so cool. We
2: see the fancy schmancy he old says, timey he people. He says, oh. isn't it? He does, that's his catchphrase.
3: In, in, in the day is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what? In the day is what it is, isn't it? That's what he says. That's his catchphrase. Ah, uh, in the day yeah, what is, isn't it? Now, is
2: do, it? You, do, do, <laughs> y'all, do y'all recognize these next people we see uh, dressed in old kind of colonial Victorian garb? Uh, and one of them is in all white. She's a woman. Busty woman.
1: That's Jean. We already covered this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's the That's, Hellfire Club. She can sing. Why do I even try? Why do I even club?
1: try? Hellfire Club. I know them. That's from uh,
3: Running Up That Hill. Running Up That Road. Running up, runnin up, up Stranger up. Things. Yeah. yeah. So we see a group playing d and Give them an Oscar.
2: And one of them, uh, a woman who's dressed in all white, beautiful blonde, uh, platinum, gorgeous.
1: Get oh. to the point.
2: <laughs> yeah, she gets, she feels the energy from the Phoenix blast. Um, a psychic among them. Hmm. Who is it? Wonder who those people are. Wonder if they'll be super important in the future in of January the Phoenix Jones.
1: saga. Where are they? Like a UK yeah. X. Ex- yeah, remember like them from UK First Class X Men. Yeah,
2: Hellfire huh. Club. Okay. No, they're not UK X Men. Well, I mean, they're they're a group of elite mutants. I think we're gonna come to meet them later in a okay. much okay. more. Okay. Okay. It's Will. Okay. I am. Okay. okay. It is. Okay. Will, it is not. Will I am. He was in X Men Origins <laughs> Wolverine though. Uh, gotcha. Who
1: else do we see? I now. I now we're gonna start to see some people that we definitely.
2: You know. tell us, Henry, because I didn't recognize this last guy.
1: Well, in the Sanctum Santorum, we see fucking Doctor Strange. Yeah,
2: I don't know who that is.
1: Oh, okay. So basically, what he does is he has this big golden helmet that he puts on. Wingardium and Nebiosa. he kind of holds his hands up and does. Oh, like he was gangs, in Black Adam. Yes. and yeah, he does Yeah. Gang yeah, yeah. Signs. And he could kind of duplicate himself all over. So, so many people mad. Pierce right Brosnan plays him in, in Black Adam.
2: Plays him flawlessly.
1: Yes, very cool. Black
2: Adam, the greatest superhero film ever. I and can't then, even say that. No, I it's also so, gotta say. I
3: see the red doors and I want to paint it black. They, they were so proud of that music <laughs>
2: drop in that movie during the during the blatant rip off of the Quicksilver scene.
1: Uh-huh. I
3: uh,
2: as as the Rock is doing Quicksilver. Sh- I hate it. I hate. Uh, I don't. I'm not gonna not gonna say anything. What, wait, what
3: song is it for the Quicksilver scene?
2: It's um, Time. T- uh, no, not Time. It's a Pink Floyd song. I oh, think. I thought you meant in black. Oh, oh. No, it's not a Pink Floyd song. That would have been cool if it was. What is it? It's Time is a Bubble.
3: It was creepy. Oh, da, da. if I was. Time in a Bottle. Yeah, yeah. yeah Time in a Bottle. Jim Croce. Uh-huh.
1: Croce. Croce.
3: Because it's about slowing time down. Oh,
2: my God. And as, as Gene and the X Men are all flying away, Xavier kind of is like, wait, don't leave me. <laughs> like. Oh yeah. Um and Jubilee is kind of like he has, wow. he has Cheeto
1: dust all over his face. You see, he yeah. thought he can control Gene now.
2: He's kind of pissed that he got left behind mm-hmm. with Jubilee
3: and Storm. Um but it makes sense that Storm would stick behind because again, her powers in space, not it's like super useful. Almost like all this time he's subtly mind controlling everyone to be his friend. Everyone <laughs> to listen. To and Gene's finally and been, been able to She's the only one who's like, I don't have to listen to your shit. I'm stronger than you. He just
1: they all sit there in silence for a second he he kinda just like looks over at Jubilee. He's like I think we should start therapy. <laughs> he just has needs to find a way to control Jubilee. Yeah.
2: And J- Jubilee, yeah, the way she's kind of like, wow, it sounds like they're like not coming back with the way Gene was talking, but I'm not going to think too much about that. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. So uh, cut to the moon where we see the little bug ship. Lalandra's ship. The Phoenix flies into it. Everyone gets teleported aboard uh, thanks to Gene's Phoenix
3: abilities. She can do this. She can fly into space. Through the wall of a spaceship, she can surround a and protect. Yes, several people down.
2: Yes, that's how powerful she is.
3: It's like playing a Final Fantasy or JRPG, and like all the characters just suddenly split out of the one character. You have to understand. The you get it. Phoenix. The
1: new Final Fantasy looks so fucking good. By the way, I don't know if you've watched the trailer yet, but it looks incredible. Have yep. you seen this yet? It always looks no. good. I just don't know what. It oh, means. it'll be good. Do you think, dude? That's it's what like they medieval. Say about all of
2: them, and they're all bad. No, they're not. A lot of them are bad. This yeah. one's gonna
1: be good. And you also turn into like anim- you have like animalities like gi- like this guy turns into like a giant like hell beast. Now this I can get into, dude. It looks so... <laughs> we're gonna watch the trailer after this. Okay. Sorry guys, uh, they walk into this big tube and caves out. Well, wait, I'm so gonna, that-
2: I just <laughs> want to explain like to John real quick. Like, oh yeah, the Phoenix is like the power cosmic. Like it is so. It's like. You know, b- life itself, life and death itself, contained in, like, a cosmic
3: engine. She's out of Scott's League at this point.
2: Oh, totally. She's out of everyone's League Maybe on planet Rogue Earth. Maybe
3: Rogue is out and of Gambit's Buster, League as well. He knows well. it. The oh, Phoenix he is the knows most- it. Look,
2: there's a reason Avengers versus X-Men, that giant crossover, mm. was entirely centered around the Phoenix Force returning. You know, like, it's because it is the most powerful force in the universe, basically. And it all is in Jean now, into Scott's girlfriend. And Scott... You better believe he's not liking that. But yeah, as soon as they get on board, Phoenix is wiped. Jean once again kind of collapses to the ground. I, I love that. It's just like as a rinse and repeat of like Jean doing something incredibly amazing and super powerful.
1: And then just being like, oh, Moaning. I'm tired.
2: But then as soon as they need her again, she's like, I'm good. Let's do it again. <laughs>
1: she's wide awake.
2: Yeah, no, she's great. She, But she insists she'll be okay. She's like, look, my body's young. It's going to heal. I'll be fine. And they see the Imkron crystal. Lalandra has it safely on board.
1: Well, Rogue asks what it is. Oh, okay.
0: That's what all the fuss is about. How
1: you fit a whole galaxy in there, Gambit? Its configuration gives the crystal infinite storage capacity for
3: refracted light energy. That makes sense to me.
0: I knew there had to be a simple explanation.
1: <laughs>
3: you like a shell? I get you one for Christmas. Rogue and Gambit. Oh,
1: now that's a good joke, it. but
3: Gambit, you son of a bitch! Yeah, you we treat her you right. We know what you did. We're watching you. Nice, Andrew. Love you,
2: Gambit. <laughs> I'm back on the soundboard, and I'm
1: Um, shitting it up. I'm shitting it up, baby. (laughs) Now, if it wasn't clear to the audience, Rogue was making fun of Beast at that last part. She goes, oh, I knew there was a clear explanation, and looks at Gambit, and Gambit's like... We
2: also know Rogue to be a racist and uh, a southern sympathizer, a confederate sympathizer, so, you know. Can you say
3: that that in
1: American share? Take
2: that with a grain of salt.
1: Barbecue. Um,
2: But Gene... You know, before we can settle in and feel a little bit too comfortable, Gene is sensing a ship inbound. Oh my god, is it the Ken ship? It immediately breaks it's through. It's penis ship.
3: The it's so penis shaped yeah, and penis it's... colored, penis colored. And it shoots a it giant beam color. out
2: of its a <laughs> hole in the center of the ship, which looks, you know, kind of like a urethra.
1: He come now.
2: It breaks through the ship's defenses immediately, blasting and paralyzing the little bug ship that Lalandra has. Um, and they dock like the ship uh, mm-hmm. pulls up next to it. A giant hallway extends from the side of it, enters the Lalandra ship, and we get a great shot of Wolverine <laughs> as this happens. Because when they, when, when the beam—oh, oh,
1: oh—I oh, know what you're talking about, dude. This is insane. Yeah. <laughs> the ship docks. It looks like a, something is going into a hole. If you catch my drift, and it's and immediately cuts to Wolverine waking up, going.
2: Oh! <laughs> yeah. Because when the ship blasted, La Land, when the, this mysterious ship blasted Leland's La ship, it sent out a paralyzing stun ray that stunned all of the Shi'ar crew and kind of hurt the X-Men, but not too bad. Right. The Korean um, animators are
3: fucking with America. It's point, awesome. Right? They're definitely just like, we gonna I put hope so. these two shots back to back. <laughs> yeah. They did the right thing.
2: And so Beast deduces that the ray they sent out was actually attuned to Shi'ar biology, not human biology. So enter the Starjammers.
1: Jammers. <laughs> door
2: door opens. We see a pirate-looking guy with like sort of a red and blue costume, bandana Duh. around his head.
1: That is, you may think that that is Corsair. Mm. It's not.
2: No, oh. yeah, because if you've seen the cover of our season art, you know you you'd see yes. this guy who looks a lot like this that's guy. Andrew. That, that's me on the cover of art, but it's it's not him.
1: Technically, in the comics, his name is Corsair, but I like to think of him as oh no, John. This is actually your turn. Oh yeah, Owen from Jurassic Park.
3: Who's Owen? Why? Who's no. Owen in Jurassic Park again? No one knows. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, got it. It's Chris Pratt. Oh, it's Chris oh. Pratt. Chris Pratt walks yeah. in. He's also well, standing next to
2: a giant lizard man. Yeah, he, a, and he's got a little like little ferret guy on his shoulder. Well, he
1: and his power is he can he holds up his hand like this in front of him. He holds out his palm, and he can control anyone he wants, but only if his palm is out. But not oh, a raptor. God. He cannot what control is, a raptor. What are we doing? What is or control Choad, who is the closest thing to a Wait, raptor. Wait, the little
3: furry thing's named Chode? No, the big lizard No, the big chode. lizard man is Chode. Uh, what's the furry thing named?
2: By the way, the pirate guy is Corsair, folks. I just can't let that Yeah, happen. his name is Corsair. Yes.
3: Grundle. He's the leader. For those wondering, the name of the little creature is Grundle. There's a giant Grundle.
2: green lizard man who kind of looks like Abomination Yeah. from the Hulk. And, his uh, name's Chode. Yeah, his name's Chode. There's no way around it. And We're he's not got a little joking. He's got a little ferret guy on his shoulder Look, named Cree. Look, it's spelled
3: C-H apostrophe O-D as if they're combining the words chameleon and toad. Chode. ch-ode. But you chose the Chode. Wrong way to combine those Chode. two words.
2: Cho, Cho, get the Star Jammer out of here. There's also a cat girl with them, sort of a, a white humanoid feline with a long little white bushy tail. Kind of looks like a.
1: Which we learned off pod. Corsair is dating
3: her? Not off pod.
2: I mean, we see. He it slips later. her some tongue.
3: Yeah. On pod? She
1: gives him a smooch
2: later. Uh, we
3: learned that on the pod. <laughs> wow. I mean, we've been I here a while, it, I learned guys. it off pod.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: Are you, are you guessing out, Henry?
1: No, no, I'm good. I'm okay. just confused about where I am and what time it is and who, what day it is.
2: Star, they're the Starjammers. There's another, there's another one we'll meet later. He's on board the ship still piloting it. All right, um, tell us
3: about Corsair, the Starjammer. No,
1: I don't know how much we want to learn yet, but yes.
2: I, I will tell you his backstory in space. So he was oh. a prisoner of the Shi'ar Empire whose wife, uh, him and his wife were abducted uh, by the Shi'ar Empire. From? Because the Shi'ar, from the planet Earth.
3: Ooh, he's human. From?
2: He's human. We'll find Have out. See, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> just keep going, from? <laughs> there's
1: It's from on cinema, Greg, with Tim Heidecker. And Greg goes, he's like, so the Fablemans uh, directed by, Tim's like, uh, next is Fable Fablemans directed by Steven Spielberg. And Greg goes, from? And they all just pause. And he's like, What do you mean from? And he's like from, and they're like (laughs) what? Like he's like Jaws, and they're like, and they're like, he doesn't, he wasn't from Jaws, like he wasn't in Jaws. He's like from and Close Encounters, and he just like (laughs) keeps like leading him to be like from.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so Garcer he is yeah from Earth. Um, did he was abducted because the Shi'ar they would abduct um people from different planets in like a zoological experiment. So they would abduct a male and a female of each species. And uh, Corsair and his wife were captured, and his wife Catherine was uh, taken as a concubine by Deken. Whoa. Killed uh, in front of him. Oh my and God. Uh, Corsair was sent to the slave pits uh, where he met Chode. Chewbacca.
1: <laughs> Chode,
2: oh. Hebzibah, which is the name of the the feline, the woman. Oh. Um, and what is Ra- it? And Raza, Hebzibah.
3: Yikes. Raza is and, bald man with monocle. Yeah, we'll oh, meet yeah. him later. He's, he's, crazy he's a looking.
2: cyborg man. His body was turned into a weapon. He tried because um, he was hired, him and Chod were actually hired as mercen- <laughs> slave mercenaries for the Shi'ar Empire. And Raza has cybernetic implants that literally prevent him from killing himself.
3: Oh, uh, I need some of those.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Give me that. <laughs> I'll
1: sign me up. <laughs> me me, me like you.
2: Holy shit.
1: Ooh, that sounds good.
2: <laughs> but, We're in like hour four yeah, of recording this, right. this folks. Um, <sighs> holy shit. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, so they all basically lead a slave <laughs> rebellion against uh, the Shi'ar Empire, or, or in these slave pits, and they escape, steal a ship, and that ship is called the Starjammer, and that is the ship that they are on, and they are known as the Starjammers, and basically Corsair lives... To fuck up Dekens life uh, to get revenge, and they all that have reasons sense. for getting revenge on Dekens. Like oh, is Rob- that, it's like
3: Guardians of the Galaxy. That's ex-
2: like- it's literally exactly like Guardians of the Galaxy. I think guys, these Gun-
1: are very Zep characters gun
2: took james gunn took a lot from the star jammer story and kind of transplanted it onto the guardians even though the guardians had a similar kind of like they all meet in like jail and but they get hired to do a job out of jail Mm -hmm. whereas the star jammers like bust out of slavery in order to like you know go on their revenge quest who would win in a fight star (gasps) jammers easy well there's more of them i'm giving it to the jammers they be jamming
1: taco bell coffee's good
2: I right it's
1: pretty good. We got Taco Bell. By the, the way, Baby Groot is not
3: me. the same as the Groot from the first movie. James Gunn gets mad if you say it's the same Groot as the first movie. It's not the same Groot. And teenager, the teenage one's a
1: different, too. It,
3: and also, he actually wasn't a teenager in the second one, according yeah, to... Yeah, obviously. Or in Endgame it, or something. He's a big boy.
1: He's like a preteen in Endgame. I don't fucking know. Careful what you tweet out there. You're going to get got You're by the gun. You're going to get got by the gun. got by the gun you do not want to get got by the DC gun. The hierarchy gun. of DC about to change. Okay, so... Yeah,
2: so they, <laughs> all of that to say they board the ship. Um, Pirate guy, or sorry, I don't know what's they they But they
1: bust in sh- blasting. Yeah,
2: Corsair comes in guns blazing. Wolverine, he, he there's a great shot here where he sort of leaps into action, but then he hits his head on the ceiling. Did yeah. you guys notice this? Yes. When he jumps, he hits his head on the ceiling as if he's like not used to the gravity and immediately falls to the ground unconsciously. No, like, I unconscious. missed this completely. It's really yeah. funny. That's great. It's great. And then Beast jumps in. And that's in. who you chose
3: to be as your character on the cover of the X-Boy's art. Yeah. I chose Corsair. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah.
2: No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm saying you chose Wolverine, and Wolverine jumped in his oh! head. Oh, and no.
3: It's Wolverine. Backfired.
1: Yeah. But it was Corsair. <laughs> <No>. Corsair, Corsair <laughs> is gravity. I was Gravi- reading my notes. Corsair is gravity king.
2: Yeah, Corsair, he's been in space for a while. He gets it. And even more Star-Lordy. He's he, shooting two pistols. But what he doesn't get is, oh my gosh, Beast jumping all over him, immediately pinning him to the ground. Um, before... Oh, yeah, he's
1: acrobating again. Yeah,
2: Beast does his acrobatics, does not hit his head because he's a little bit more in tune with mm-hmm. space. And... Ladies and
1: gentlemen, the acrobatting in the Olympics is about to begin. Okay.
2: And Hebzibah... <laughs> shoots beast <laughs> off of Corsair. Um Choad also walking in blasting uh with his little little fer- ferret white ferret friend on his shoulder. Chode. the Cree if you will. Wait, um, what? Go the, on. The, the 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 creature's name is Kree. Like C R apostrophe like R E E. Is that, the, like, the, creature, is is that mm. the um No it's not the no. race. I forget what the race is called, but the
3: it's,
1: race is
2: It's literally just like a little ferret space weasel uh tribble, if you will, kind of thing. But uh, he's blasting, and his shot, like, it's cool. There's a shot where he shoots, and Gambit throws a card, and they kind of cancel each other out. They hit each other in midair. And Jean, once again, does her thing. She phoenixes out and uses her telepathy to deduce that these aren't Imperial troops. These are space pirates that call themselves the Starjammers. Yeah. They're friends. They're
1: not foes. Before We're on the that, same side here. Before that, though, a uh, uh, little cat lady gets knocked, and she makes a cool sound. Oh, Rogue yeah. flings her. Rogue grabs
2: her by the tail and starts chucking her around.
1: And flings her into Lizard.
0: A cat in
1: here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Emperor's
1: okay, so we're going to need you to take that
2: one more time. <laughs> no, 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 just a little more cat-like. <laughs> <laughs> they really... I'm sorry, but this voice actor was not trying super hard to be... <laughs> convincingly humanoid cat-like. Yeah, Just kind of, yeah, exactly. But yeah, Psych, he blasts Corsair big time. Um, hits him real hard, and Corsair reaches out on his comm to Raza, who I explained earlier, on the ship. A cyborg-looking guy with a giant feather ponytail coming out of his head. He's also got, like, a Kano, Mortal Kombat yeah, kind of look. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Uh, like, yeah. on his face, where it's, like, half his face is sort of a robot face. fuck. Corsair yeah. is like, quick, recalibrate the stun weapon for humans. And Roz is like, but won't that like hurt you? He's like, just fucking do it. Um, Good leader. Gene does another psychic. Sacrificing psych-
1: himself. Because, yeah. oh, oh, spoiler. Yeah. He's he's human. He is human.
2: Well, I said that earlier. We said it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Gene does another psychic blast. As Cyclops is telling uh, Corsair to surrender or, buddy, I'm going to hit you again with another big shot blast. I'm going to take your head off with this thing.
1: Buddy, you better believe you're about to get busted. And up. what
2: Gene sees in Corsair's mind is Corsair standing in front of two boys, one of which is wearing glasses. The what other the one's a, a smaller blonde boy.
1: Well, sunglasses.
2: And Gene goes, no, don't hit him.
3: He has beautiful sun.
2: He has two beautiful sons." And Raza uh, on the Star Jammer fires the stun, blasts all the humans. Everyone goes down. And this Sets st- a
3: human stun. Yes, set the a human mode. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Not not Shi'ar mode, but human yeah, mode. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the Starjammers take Corsair and Cyclops. And they fly off on their ship and escape.
3: Bye. Why Cyclops, though? Why would you take him? Well, well we're, we're about, about to, find to fucking find because it. Because
2: the X-Men, they wake up later. They see that Psych is gone. Wolverine's like, why the hell did you stop Cyclops from blasting that guy? And she's like, I can't tell him. Or she's like, I can't tell you she says,
1: I can't tell you. it's a it's a confusing scene. Yeah. She's like, I can't tell you. And then but then, he then walks in, away in her mind, she says that he's Cyclops's father. <gasps> oh
2: Corsair is Cyclops' daddy. My God Abducted from Earth. So can I give you the full backstory now?
1: Yes, but I love this guy, Corsair. Yeah well, you and great. he is the reason though. That Cyclops is such a little piece of shit. Probably. Never had a father figure in his life. Uh, yeah,
2: Came from yeah. a broken
1: home. Um, he grew up in orphanages. Uh, it's
3: just weird how we're, I'm so excited for a female arc in this series. We finally get Jean's backstory. Damn, they're giving her five episodes. Wow. Oh wait, one episode's about Dark Professor X. The next one's about Cyclops' background. Uh, Nobody gives a shit about Jean. Oh, Cyclops man. is taking it's the
1: spotlight once again.
2: It's still about Jean. Come okay. On.
1: Okay. Give me some Corsair knowledge. But
2: anyway, so Corsair was a like military pilot. Um, him and his wife, and Scott, and uh, well, I guess I'll just his other son. Um, who we may or may not meet later. Um, I'll just it Havoc is his brother. They were flying in a plane over Alaska after the last, over the Alaskan wilderness when the Shiar spacecraft started firing on their plane. Um, they strapped a parachute to Scott and his little brother, shoot him out the window. Or throw, yeah. throw throw them out the plane in their parachute. They land to safety. This is the traumatic experience, though, that is explained that this is why Cyclops can't control his optic blasts. Because when he was escaping that, he hit his head so hard that it created this trauma that, you know, physically made it impossible for him oh, to control man. his eye blasts. Oh, Which is why he has to wear the visor, because of this traumatic experience. But... Huh. They got, uh, they got abducted before the plane exploded. Christopher Summers and Catherine Summers are their names. And yeah, they got abducted by the Shi'ar and everything else as I explained it earlier. Interesting. Happened. Wow. That's crazy. And Scott had no idea. He just thought his parents died in a plane crash when he was a kid. And he still has no idea that Corsair is his daddy. Love that dramatic irony, though.
3: Scotty doesn't know no,
2: that his dad is Corsair Star Jammers. Jammers. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Starjammer, yeah, we see Cyclops strapped in like Mister Incredible st- style. Like he's got the like bindings on his arms and legs. Gone
1: sexual. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's playing Edward Forty Hands. His visor is like they have it like, microchip attached to his face. I think probably I assume they're limiting it so yeah, he can't use it. So that it. he can't use it. Yeah. No, I thought
3: it was sets of porn only. Oh. So
1: Cyclops
2: is just watching. Porn. I don't
3: want to see
1: any of this. I don't like this.
2: <laughs> I can't close my eyes.
1: Do you have footage of me kissing my wife? Basically, Corsair comes in and explains. Yeah. Raza, well,
2: Raza asks him. They ask the question that John asked. Her, or was it John or Henry? I can't remember. Oh, true.
1: Right, yeah. He's like, like, why do we have this guy? And he's like, trust me, dude. This guy's a weapon, and we're going to use him. Huh. Oh, well, okay. A little okay. tease.
2: Against who? Cut to Ken ship, where Gladiator and Eric the Red are flying in, and Ken is pissed that Eric failed him. Gladiator is like, hey, the Phoenix protected the crystal, man. That's why it failed. Daken's like, dude, that's like a that's like a kid's story. What are you talking about? Phoenix? That doesn't exist. What are you dumb? No, turns out it's real, man. And then in their in their little throne room inside of Daken's ship, uh, we see Corsair hologramming in like Star Wars style. Mm-hmm. Um and these guys hate this fucking guy. They're like, Oh, it's Corsair, this pirate that costs us nothing but trouble. And uh Corsair's like, Hey buddy, I've got the crystal and I want half the Imperial treasure- treasury for it. And Daken's like, Deal. Yeah, deal. No negotiation, just, yeah, sure. You got it. Um, sure. And Corsair kind of, like, rubs it in. They were, he's like, your guys failed where I succeeded, by the way. Like, I'm better than Eric yeah. the be Gladiator because I was able to do what they couldn't. And I dealt with the X-Men very easily. Yeah. Just because they should have just gone to human stun gun, you know? Just going with that next time. It worked pretty well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was a little convenient. Yeah.
2: But he says, look, and not only that, not only will I, I'll sweeten this deal. Look, I know you already agreed to my terms, but I'm giving you the crystal, and I'll also give you one of the people who were helping Alandra, one of these these losers, the X-Men, who's helping Alandra escape. I've got him prisoner. And Not once, only
3: that, he's the leader of them.
2: Yeah. And once they hang up, De Ken's like, all right, yeah, cool. Gladiator, as soon as he gives me the crystal, just kill this guy. Um, and Ken's kind of like, wait, or, uh, Gladiator's like, wait, you gave him your word though. You, you now we get the layers mm-hmm. come in for Gladiator. You see, he's a very honor bound man. Yes. He lives by a moral code that yes. he believes in. I mean, sure. He serves the emperor, but he's only doing it because that is what he swore to he's do. He's working his
1: nine to five, dude.
2: Exactly. And, and, and Ken, like, sure, Deken's evil, but he's like, I I do serve this guy, and, you know, I am a very honor-bound person, but...
3: Sure, I'll murder for him.
2: You are breaking your promise, but... All right, and he he rallies the other Imperial Guard troops, and he's like, let's obey his orders. We'll do this. We'll get this done. Back in the Starjammer. The Corsair is back in Cyclops' cell.
1: They have a little talk. Yeah. They have a little chat.
2: Kind of explain... He explains what's going down. He's like, look, I'm going to sell him the crystal, and Sykes like, dude, why would you do that? You're going to destroy the universe. He's like, let me finish.
1: Yeah, hey, can you shut up for a quick second? Let me talk.
2: Yeah, sure. Go for it. <laughs> no, not you. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh. like, hey,
1: hey, hey, hey. zip it. I'm going to bring him the crystal and you. However, you're going to use that fancy little eye blast you got and kill De ASAP. All right? We're going to leave with the crystal. And a nice death under my belt. And
2: Sykes like, I don't want to do that. I don't like killing innocent people. And he's He's like, like, oh,
1: you don't? Because you know what he did to my wife? Yeah. He he killed her. Killed her. Okay. Do you think that's cool now?
2: Yeah. Huh? Huh? Cyclops. Is your honor worth so... I love this quote he says. Sorry. He says, is your honor worth so much to you that you wouldn't stop at like a genocidal maniac? Like, does say genocidal maniac.
3: I added that. It's true. No. Yeah. He says... Is one woman's life important enough to risk the fate of an entire galaxy? It
1: was to me. Mm. Wow. And you know what? I think that Scott can probably relate to that.
2: Cyclops is going to have to reckon with that Mm -hmm. sooner than he thinks.
1: Yeah. And he
3: doesn't even know he's talking about his fucking mom. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is real Dune-like, isn't it? Like a Dune plot to kill the Emperor?
2: Yeah, kind of. Dune. There's some Dune, Dune. Yeah, the Starjammers, they do make a big appearance in the Phoenix Saga. It's not quite like this from here on. It's like... They kind of depart a little bit from, like, the way it plays out in the comics. Like, for example, when they do confront De Ken, he's the one who actually sends the Soul Eater out on them to Whoa. try to kill them. Yeah, but the Soul Eater can only eat, like, one soul, and so it, it was going to eat, like, the phoenix or whatever, but then they convince it; to, they basically trick it into eating, like, one of the Imperial guards. Then they all get sucked into the crystal at one point, and they What's the
3: Soul Eater's purpose?
2: It was, like, to defend the Mkron crystal. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, and uh, there's also a few other, like, Guardians of the Crystal that they, like, mm-hmm. have to fight against in order to, like, get inside in the first
3: place. I'm just trying to see if they even tried to connect the, the you know, soul leader from the last from the two show. episodes. Yeah. yeah, no, not really. I don't think Not they did. at all.
2: They just, yeah. like, used the imagery from the comic, from the Phoenix Saga comic and put it in that episode. But anyway, we're back on the Landra ship. Uh, ch- it's chasing after the Starjammer at light speed, but they're not going to catch it. And the, also, like, the X-Men are just kind of standing around
1: bored. <laughs> Like, yeah, Wolverine's pacing around. He's he doesn't know what to do with himself.
2: Yeah, Beast is looking at the ship schematics. Gambit's just like throwing cards into a helmet. <laughs> like, Wolver- yeah, and Wolverine's just pissed. Um, but Lelandra's like, okay, look, we're never gonna catch these people. But Jean, wait a minute, you can like teleport us, right? And she's and Jean's like, give me a oh, second, dude. Yeah. I've been doing everything. Yeah,
3: like, let me br- like breathe.
2: But again, once again, she's like, yeah, she's like, no, I got this.
3: She's <laughs> like bleeding out of her eyes. She's yeah. like, I'm yeah, tired, yeah, but yeah, I can yeah, do it. all good. I'll be fine. <laughs> It is the one issue that throughout these five episodes, when you have a character this strong, you constantly have to nerf her over and over and over again. And they do that, like, even that Dark Professor episode was solved pretty easily because once she woke up, she zapped him.
2: I like that it's, yeah, making the physical body, like, the thing, like, it, it can barely, like, handle the Phoenix power, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, it's the only way you can do it without making it super easy. We're back on the Star Jammer as they are uh, now about to be boarding.
1: The b- The big plan's about to go down.
2: Yeah. And Corsair's like, Cyclops, look, look, last chance. You got to help me. Are you going to do it? And psych's like, It's tough. I, I guess for the sake of the galaxy, I guess I don't have a choice. Like, we're, I got to help we're you. We're still out. not
1: totally sure, though, if he's going to do it. Yeah and, yeah. and
2: Corsair once again sort of sets the stakes where he's like, Look, Raza, we might die in there. There's a good chance. So you got to take off without us. And it's like, there's really, like, an emotional moment with his crew that you see with Corsair where he's, like, saying goodbye to them because he yeah. thinks him and Cyclops could be on a suicide
3: mission. It's like Kazar telling his uh, saber tooth tiger to, oh. to avenge him Zabu. if he
2: dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Avenge me, Zabu. And Zabu's like, yep, you got it, pal. Um, but, yeah, do. like, Cho's kind of tearing up. I mean, this is Yeah, like, he's
1: like, if I don't make it back, till- keep on the mission to kill Dekan, okay? Yes,
2: yes. And he-, and he goes over to Hepzibah, and he's, like, touches her face a bit, and she just... <laughs> She jumps on him, gives him a <laughs> big ol' licky smoochie on him. Yeah. She kind of blushes after she does it, too.
1: And, and you better believe Cyclops is clocking this. He's like,
2: huh, okay. Oh, my dad's got a girlfriend, too.
1: Interesting. Huh? And as they prepare to enter the Emperor's ship, uh, they have a little bit more of a heart-to-heart.
0: I come from your planet. What? How is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> That's a long story.
1: I don't think I heard you right. We're so
0: close to Earth now. I would have liked to have seen it again. Do you have any children? No. I wouldn't know mine now if I saw them. Except I remember my oldest boy. He had his mother's eyes.
2: The irony is so Dude, thick you can fucking so cut sad. it with a knife.
1: That's sad. Yeah. He had his mother's eyes. You never, you can't even see them. He's right in front of you. I love. What this color were they? <laughs> <laughs>
2: just Red? the worst listener. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I hope Gene's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just not even listening to him um I love I love this stuff man yeah, I love that was this really father great. son moment yeah. I love the the irony of them not knowing each like mm-hmm. god it's so good it's so good
1: yeah and so Corsair continues to bring Cyclops uh to the emperor yeah and, and as they're and, on this
2: like moving escalator that just kind of like yeah
1: and and he's like this is the leader of the x men what a little what a little pansy boy um yeah, and in this c- moment it, oh yeah what's up
2: I, I was just gonna say this <clears throat> and this scene is like intercut too. With Jean, yeah, being like, "All right, I, I think if I can just connect to Cyclops, yeah. I can teleport us aboard this ship." And Cyclops, as he, him and Corsair, Scott. They're approaching Scott. to Ken. Mutant. It's
0: Jean. <laughs> Mutant. She goes
2: Phoenix mode.
0: Scott. Mutant. Scott.
1: Mutant. Xavier Jean. is not there. Sorry, I went a little crazy, but Jean learned from the best. But that's what it is, yeah.
2: No, seriously, it's like it's this great intercut where, like, yeah, Corsair Jean goes Phoenix mode as they're intercutting with Corsair pulling out the crystal and giving it to De Ken.
3: Yeah, but I love that Cyclops is supposed to be being cool in this moment. Yeah, and he yells, "It's Jean! It's a Gene! Yeah, everyone's just out like, of like, Norway. Everyone's standing. like, "What?"
2: And Corsair's like, "Okay, he's got the crystal. like strike now, Cyclops,
3: go!" And he doesn't. Yeah. You don't take Cyclops on a mission like this. No. No.
1: There's no way. Don't do it. I won't kill in Wolverine, cold Wolverine,
3: had he, had he taken Wolverine with him instead, Wolverine would be like, I'll rip his throat out. Yeah, cool. He would, he would
2: have run in slashing, <laughs> you know. Um, but he can't also because the Imperial Guard just surrounds them. Now, should should we take this moment to... Just get into the Imperial Guard. Oh and just, yeah, like, go through all
3: of them. Who are these fucks? What's
2: awesome is that the show goes out of its way to introduce like eight of the <laughs> Shi'ar Imperial Guard, which is like pretty much the full roster. Let's run through them. I'm John, gonna let's give... do this rapidly. Yeah, I'll give yeah. you, you got to gonna...
3: describe them. I'm going to give you the visual cue. I get a little and... fuzzy. You got to yeah, describe.
2: Visual them. cue. You tell me their name and tell me what they do um all right so we've got the we, we already covered oracle she's covered uh batman you know we have um, one
1: to two seconds to name these people there's
2: a rock man we met him before briefly on mojoverse rock man rock slide rock slide that's him yeah that's rock slide no it's earthquake and Fuck. his his power is. we already have a
1: quake we already have a quake
2: we already have a quake Wait, yeah, what's there's his a quake? name
3: what seismic guy what's his name isn't there a Quake? avalanche Chip. No, but there's and There's else. also Richter. 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 Yeah. Okay. And the Richter. This is earthquake. Uh he's geokinesis.
2: He can create earthquakes. Of course. Um there's uh okay, there's another um guy who looks kind of like the Heat Miser from the Rankin Bass holiday special, you know? He's got like sort of fiery hair and like yellow skin. Flame. Red hot. Red hot and flame boy flame boy flame boy red hot no that's flash from fire. world industries he can shoot sort of like electric fire light blasts oh okay. i like that this is gonna be a repeating theme um okay and there. okay next up um there's a guy who looks like a green bug dude he's got two antenna coming out of his head you know him Sofocles.
3: diesel oh and diesel sophocles
2: sophocles De- that's hobgoblin <laughs> His name is Hobgoblin. We already have a Hobguy. What? I know. Uh, he's a shape changer. That's uh, Lee. We
3: already have too many of those, too. He's eliminated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. He turns into a dragon. All right, Later, next. he turns into a dragon that only the attacks same... with its underbite. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, it's oh, my favorite oh, character. Oh, no, that's not even a dragon. He just goes goo, goo. Oh, no, you, that's like. You better believe that's know not what a that
1: dragon. Guy is, But I'll, he does turn into a dragon in the I'll, finale. I'll
2: tell you what that is. Is that not him? That is
3: him. Oh, okay.
1: But what he turns into... But that dragon is almost identical to the Morlock shapeshifter dragon in the yep. in the 301.
3: That's just good old Hobgoblin. Uh, what he turns yeah, into... What the hell?
1: I call Leech Hobgoblin, or Green Goblin, I guess. He looks like a Jabberwocky. What? What?
2: All right. Who makes the Hob... What he turns into <laughs> is a Bacarian Shovel Beast... <laughs> Oh, it's a
1: precarious shovel beast.
2: Precarious, or sorry, baracken shovel beast. Baracken. That's what to be careful with those. Yeah, sorry. They'll hit you. They'll yeah. get.
1: They'll draw you.
2: Oh no, they get. They get super offended if. Okay. You, uh... Next up, we got the red woman. She's got like yellow eyes. She's all red. She wears kind of like a. Uh, I think like a white. Scarlet cage. witch. Scarlet witch. Nope. Sorry. John,
1: you guess. Gersh. Oh, it's Gersh.
2: Oh, it's yeah, it's Gersh. Bob Gersh. Uh, no, it's it, that's Hussar or Hussar. Uh, she shoots bioelectric shocks into other people and she can like paralyze their nervous systems. Uh, next up we've got this, Uh, this woman with a yellow face and she's got kind of like a storm costume. Um, Oh yes.
3: I, I, I've seen her.
2: Yeah. You've seen her.
1: Lizzie the ultimate.
2: Manta. Oh. She looks kind of like a manta ray.
1: (laughs) I was close. She can
2: shoot light rays and she also has predator vision. She sees an ultraviolet and uh, infrared light. Um, next up we've got. A dude with sort of goggles, white costume, kind of like black hair, kind of looks a little Superman-ish, but not really.
1: John knows him. That's his. Got that's one of John's on. favorite characters.
2: Minks. 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 A Smasher. No. Smasher. It's Smasher. What about we have a bunch we of Smashers? Bone, bone He
3: bone can break. absorb
2: cosmic radiation, uh, which increases his power, and like his goggles can also <laughs> download more powers. Um, oh, Oh! by the way, Upload. all of these people, they have flight patches on, so which allow them to fly. Oh, oh man, I
3: want, want one of those.
2: Um, next up, we've got a guy who just looks like he's made of fire.
3: Mr. Potato Dick.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, you gotta try.
3: Um, that might be right.
2: That's Starbolt. A body. His body's oh. just like made of heat and fire, and he can shoot it. Um, I'm all right. I'm this on. next guy. He's a big boy. He's got an orange and blue costume. He's kind of buff. Kind of looks a little bit like Smasher, but he's oh. taller. We see him grow later. That's
3: Booger. Oh. That's Booger. I know who you're talking about Booger. I think this is a guy we can actually guess, isn't it? Yeah, I think
2: so. Maybe. I don't Adam know. Smasher?
3: Probably not. Two Ton Tony. Oh, dude, you're actually really close.
2: <laughs> his name. <laughs> because his name his name is Titan but like oh, two Tony. that's pretty cool I mean like phonetically close um, <laughs> all right last one last one there's a green robot man who's got a little robot man on
1: top of him he's kind of like a, ma- a green you master blaster
2: guy they're like these two cyborgs that are linked one's the brains one's the bronze they can shoot electric shots What? who's that Binky in the
1: pain I was thinking that but I was thinking a big one and the stitch
2: <laughs> yeah no that's war star yeah just um, one character So okay, a lot you of these get characters get better names
3: than this. These are all like names that ignore in the grocery store. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know why I'm yeah, you
2: yeah, you're walking through the grocery store where you get your X-Men comics and you see these names and you're like, I don't care. War store. They look awesome though. Um and so a lot of these are actually loosely based. So Dave Cockrum who did, I'm out
1: of Taco Bell coffee. So what's up with Dave? <laughs>
2: Dave Cockrum who is the initial artist on the Claremont run um when Claremont started doing this uh, his X-Men saga and the phoenix was the very first big storyline he did um dave Cockrum also wrote on dc's legion of superheroes and if you've seen the legion of superheroes DC. if you've read those if you're familiar with them uh he based the entire imperial guard off of the legion of superheroes even down to like their logo looks kind of similar um they are like the justice league of like the 30th century so they're like the justice league in the distant distant future Ahoy! So Dave Cockrum co-created these characters and also did the art on Legion of Superheroes for a very, Mm. very long time. Cool. Actually, Dave Cockrum's last issue on X-Men was uh, the second to last issue of the Phoenix Saga, and then John Byrne took over, and that was what was considered the golden age of the Claremont run, was when him and Byrne teamed up, and Byrne did the art for him for like a decade. Um, But anyway.
3: Okay, okay. You've not hit everyone yet.
2: Oh, shit. What are you talking about? No, No, there's more. If there's more, I did not notice them. There's Binker.
3: There's.
2: (laughs) No, I think I know what you're talking about because I did. I did look up a few of these, and they listed some people who just like straight up aren't there. They're not. Yeah, like I think one of them was like Astra Astra or something. Yeah, and like I did not see her anywhere
1: for the life of me. Who's Manta? She's really little. That's why. Manta's no, I said Manta. That's the
2: one with predator vision. She could shoot the the light rays. Oh yes, yes, yeah.
3: Astra, yeah.
2: but anyway, now that we've gotten that long ass yeah, intro see. out of the way, so yeah, this Imperial Guard—they've got them surrounded, um, which is why Cyclops can't really attack because they're probably going to die immediately when the Phoenix busts in with the X-Men in tow.
1: Corsair uses this
2: distraction to tackle Deken. Yes, but it ain't Deken. All of a sudden, whoop, shape shifts. Oh my! It's God. Hobgoblin, the shape, the morph of the team. Yeah. Which so one
3: now, is, wait, which color is he? Greenish. Who's the gray alien head one?
2: That's uh, that's earthquake. That's what he's, he looks like. He's like Rocky. He's like Rock Man. Oh, yeah. I see. It's a rock. It's like Rocky Got body. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, the rest of the Imperial Guard they get into the fray, and it is on massive fight scene. Here we go.
0: Talk to ball, Cajun.
1: Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Everyone's blasting. Oh yeah. A slashing, blast. fighting.
2: It's was great. Great Wee-yoo. fight. Wee-yoo. Like awesome. Oh yeah, fight. really cool. And
1: there's like so much
2: going on that you. Like to get into it, it's like kind of hard, you know. Yeah. Like I don't think we should really go through it, but just watch it, folks. It's amazing.
1: Everybody's fighting and slashing and, and, kicking and in the and fight,
2: punching. Gladiator grabs the crystal. Wolverine attacks him, uh, but Gladiator sort of slaps away. But Rogue flies in, and Gladiator's like, "Out of my way, woman!" And she goes, "Out of your own way!" Swam punches him in the face, gotcha. grabbing that crystal, giving it to Little Andrew. This is really giving like end of end game when they're like running with the Infinity Gauntlet, like throwing yeah. it from hero to hero, but it's them, Kron Crystal. And yeah, Corsair's
1: like, look, everyone, head to the Star Jammer. Let's get out of here with the crystal. Let's escape. It's honestly very, especially the finale. There's some definitely some uh, Infinity War Endgame shit in there. Totally. I mean, they they imagery.
2: They kind of took a lot from this. I, I think. think so. Like, the, I I do think this series. I mean, the series got a lot of it from the comics, but there's a lot of stuff that yeah. is unique to the series that mm. then was taken in live action in Avengers and in other things, and like it's it's really cool.
1: Yeah. It's
2: cool to see. Oh like yeah. It. Everything look, folks, we've said it before, everything comes back to X-Men the Animated Series.
1: Everything happens for a reason.
2: Um, and as as everyone's running out, heading for the Star Jammers, the doors are closing. De Ken's they're slamming, they're trying to slam the doors on him, but Beast jumps in, whew, holds that door open like Atlas. He's just underneath, and like the door's kind of closing from above, Indiana Jones style, if you know what I'm talking about. To um, quote
1: Henry Van Roden, do not <laughs> slam my door when you come in. <laughs>
2: he says that every time my we walk slams into his apartment. In my apartment. <laughs> Um and he does quote though he says our safety is our speed to quote Welfredo well Emerson, aye, aye, aye. which is yeah basically I don't need to break that down it's pretty self explanatory yeah yeah um but yeah I'm you know I'm actually glad he attributed the quote this time because usually he doesn't
1: ah true
3: what are the robot guys that are green and like have little guys in them that's during this that
2: fight? is a uh, Warstar.
3: That's no, horrifying. but there, I saw it happen twice. Like, I, I, I think that was a goof. Yeah. I thought it was like more than one or something, but he just gets back in his suit or something. Yeah.
2: I think that was a goof. So the big, the big body got <clears> taken <throat> down and the little guy jumped out. Yeah. And, and, but then, yeah, because you see him get taken down and then the next shot, he's up again. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's,
1: it's a goof. So Beast opens that door and then Rogue lifts the same exact door easily. Yeah. She literally <laughs>
2: just stand. Well, Wolverine tries to help him yeah. a little bit and Rogue's like, just let me do this. Yeah. <laughs> and and X- she just
1: stands up fully. Yeah. Right. And just lifts it like it's nothing. And the X Men rush off. Uh, and then Cyclops is knocked. He gets knocked real hard by a laser, and Corsair helps him up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. And uh, they start running and dragging him out of there. And who do they run into? Uh oh, Deacon himself. Deacon
2: holding the crystal. Gladiator holding Lalandra. Oh my god. Once again, Lalandra, the damsel. You get any closer? I'm gonna crush her.
1: And here we get to hear from our boy Deacon himself.
0: In the name of Shara.
1: 3 and the sacred ancestors of the Shiar. Deken! No! <laughs> oh no.
2: It's crystal time.
1: Stop Oh, okay. I am the
2: guardian of the crystal. Phoenix mode I'm happening again.
0: I make the galaxy mine.
1: So what's really funny about this is that De Ken's doing this whole thing, this whole, you know crystal summoning uh ritual speech yeah and phoenix gene is uh rises up as phoenix and says stop he doesn't stop she's like (laughs) i tried
2: (laughs) (laughs) well no like the phoenix force is trying to grab the crystal away from him as he's doing this but he has a a tractor beam like from his body to the (laughs) crystal that's sort of connecting him so it's like once he started like once he look it didn't work once you call in the name of shara and kithri it's over, folks. Oh, yeah,
1: dude.
3: Those are the two deities of the,
2: of the Shi'ar Empire. Their uh, little husband-wife god
3: duo.
1: Pretty
2: cool. Yeah. Now's cool the time
3: to give us a little bit about Deacon because he's kind of a vague fuck to us. Uh,
1: I don't even know if we need to know. I don't care. I, he's an evil emperor, <laughs> I, I, you know?
3: I, I care because it, it's the problem with me. For the, You know how much I love my, my beautiful villain. <laughs> yeah. I need a little bit more motivation than ultimate power. It's just kind of boring. Uh, what does he really want? What does this guy do? Do on a he, daily wants, basis? he
2: wants he wants she supremacy over the entire galaxy like he's you know it's like a yeah. white supremacist it's it's it's, it's easy it's as simple as that he just wants his own kind to be the most powerful thing in the universe and he's like wait the mcron crystal is this like super powerful crystal why don't we use that power and all the like you know religious um folks and like pe- like people like lalandra who actually understand what the crystal actually mm-hmm. is it's like someone wanting like a nuclear warhead without un- and like just wanting to launch it without like understanding the repercussions
3: right so his lineage before 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 him wasn't this big of an asshole. No,
2: he's just like the dipshit son who took over the throne and was like, I'm gonna make the Shi'ar Empire like really what it is, you know? Now you care, don't you, Henry?
1: (laughs) Uh, No, not really, honestly. (laughs) Henry
2: was like literally staring into the middle distance (laughs) (laughs) as I said all of that.
1: (laughs) He's a big, bad alien emperor and he is not of this earth, so I don't really, hey. I mean, why does the emperor
2: in Star Wars want unlimited power? You know what I mean?
3: He just Mm. wants clones yeah he wants clones
2: wants them clones so yeah uh, Diken has already breached the crystal it's kind of too late once you pop the fun don't stop yeah Um,
1: yeah Phoenix says everything we know may soon be pulled in to the crystal
2: yeah and he gets zapped into the crystal and Jean throws up a force field to try to protect the X-Men and them and and she's like look yeah everything we know is gonna get pulled into this thing so as the raw power of the crystal explodes we end the part four of the Phoenix Saga Wow, and We Holy go into shit. the epic we'll, we'll conclusion, Child of Light. Should, should, we, should we play out life, for the mid <laughs> I'm going to let
1: it shine. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, let it shine. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, man, let's go, let's go right into it. Come on. Yeah. This is exciting stuff. Are you still with
2: us, folks? I hope so.
1: <laughs> Dude. Oh, yeah, they're with us. Oh, can you believe this shit? So we
2: enter the crystal. Are, are we in the crystal yet no we're still no, in the hole. No the emperor yeah, no.
1: is growing is yes. where we're at yes he, he grows is growing into a me- larger and larger and larger he
2: becomes crystalline himself yes yes and he's, yes. he's shooting energy blasts out of his eyeballs it immediately destroys Jean's force field she has around the x-men and she blast and he blasts the x-men like they're freaking ants like he's a giant pink crystal man
1: yeah and they are all attacking him at this yeah. point but and it's doing nothing
2: because he merges with the crystal and now he goes inside Okay, bye-bye. And Gene's like, well, he's in there creating his own universe, and he's about to pull everyone else in here in. And Corsair's like, Starjammers, get out of here. Get the Starjammer out of here. Now. What is wrong, Captain? We are ready to board the Imperial Cruiser and
3: retrieve you. No. Full escape velocity. Immediately. That's an order. Get
1: the fuck out of here. Chode. cho 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 cho
2: cho Yeah, because at this point, I think the Phoenix has taken the X-Men... Onto the Star Jammer ship, if I'm not mistaken. Charlie. Yes. And, yeah, Scott's like, well, what yes. Like, what can we do to stop this? And Jean's like, not much. It's kind of all on me, because oh, yeah, I'm no, the actually, guardian of this crystal
1: Yeah, now. we're fucked, actually, now.
2: Like, Jean kind of... It's like, she got the ultimate power, but she also got saddled with, like, a job. <laughs> you know? It's like, all right, you're the Phoenix Force, but also, like, you got to guard this crystal.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, she... uh, Phoenix teleports all of them onto this uh, penis ship, and, and, and then... She returns to the crystal and tries to hold it, but...
2: She kind of covers it in sort of like a, a like a laser matrix of sorts, trying to c- contain it, keep it shut.
1: Guess what? That didn't work.
2: And all the X-Men can do is watch.
1: She gets sick, suck, sucked inside, baby.
2: And when she does, the power of the crystal surges out. And they see the Emperor ship. This is a great shot. The mm. Emperor's ship sort of collapsing in on itself into the yeah. crystal, which is really fucking cool. And the Star
3: Jammer's um, penis ship is up next. Yep, and it starts oh, pulling yeah. in.
2: It it pulls in both the escaping Imperial Guard ship, because the Imperial Guards, in the meantime, they got into another ship and tried to get the fuck out of there. Um, they're just abandoning Ken. They're like, fuck that. I mean, yeah, Die. he's going to destroy the universe. We're out. But yeah, it sucks in everything. The Star Jammer tries to blast full speed. Nope, not going to work. The sun also starts to get sucked into this crystal. And we go back to Earth to see what's at stake for... Your average citizen. Why should we care about what's happening in space? Don't ask Classic me. Classic thing they do in movies where, you know, things that's happening all over the galaxy, you got to show a few people on Earth mm-hmm. that are having a tough time too. <gasps> Jubilee's watching the sunset. It's a beautiful evening. She's on top of the castle watching the sunset, but then the sun starts to eclipse. I'm not oh, really sure how that really God. works, but I think they're trying to show that, like, the sun's getting sucked into, like, this black hole type thing. And oh, storm, dude. Storm's, the world's going whack.
1: Yeah, and storm reports that uh, Cerebro is seeing uh, some anomalies.
2: Yeah, she's on a video link call with Moira, Xavier, and Banshee. Um, yeah, environmental disturbances all over the globe. It's like the Earth is like turning on itself and going going mad. And
1: Sean and I were just fucking and sucking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But Storm's like, look, I, Xavier, I'm going to do my best, but, like, it's not looking good. <laughs> like, I'm going to use my Storm powers as best as I can. Well, but she like...
1: stresses out later in this episode because well, yeah. she's trying to save people, and she's like, I hard. can't do this. And Xavier has the fucking gall to be like, he goes, Storm. You have to calm down. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, it's like dude, shut up. Well, basically he's like just do what you can. Yeah,
3: but Xavier No, did, Professor X is ch- he's he's got his Lexapro now. He's, he's gotten rid of the fucking dark uh, side of himself. So now he's just like don't worry the about X-Men it. The X-Men will handle it. He does right? literally say that. He's like, look, He's never worried. It's the weirdest thing to cut to that and show a character who's not concerned about anything that's happening. Yeah,
2: because he finally Storm. has divorced himself from the X Men in a way where he's like, I can just fully trust them on their own. No, the world he's is like, a I got a weapon
3: who's stronger than me. I'm just gonna let her do her thing. <laughs> <Uh-oh>.
2: <laughs> yeah, instead of Cyclops being like, Storm, do your thing. Xavier's just like, Jean, do your mm-hmm. thing, and then she takes care of it. Yeah, because in the early seasons, it was Storm and Rogue yep. who handled yep. everything. Yep. Now it's Gene's turn to do it all. This fucker's smart. And meanwhile, the men just kind of hang out. Yeah, so we're back on the Starjammer, and Gladiator says he serves Lalandra now. because, like Tight. Okay, fair weather fan, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, just immediately you know, switches allegiances. So yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he gets it. He's like, look, Lalandra's, he can clearly see that Lalandra is the one who wants to serve the Shi'ar Empire's best interest, not Daken. Daken's a selfish asshole. Yeah. Got sucked into the crystal. He's no longer around anyway. He's like, well, my boss is dead, so I guess I serve you now.
3: Oh, Gambit, man. Jeez, Louise. Look, before this was a beautiful moment, last I, time you pulled this. I 100% this, agree. It was great. You're, it's about to, you're both about to die. It's the Toy Story moment of you grabbing each other's hands. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when Buzz and Woody smooch. Yes. It's just like that. It's exactly exact it's just same Just like thing. the scene when Buzz and Woody But, but Gambit smooch. tries to get another kiss in this moment that he thinks they're about to die. He's Rogue replicating and, that first scene. But
2: he's like, if this is our last ride... Let's take it together. And he
3: immediately strips his
2: clothes and starts. <laughs> it
1: sucks. It's stupid. All of that. I, I don't believe him for a second. Now. No, he's a monster.
2: But Rogue doesn't matter. She believes it.
3: No, I, uh, she doesn't know what he's doing. I don't so know. I, I think she's kind of. I'm over really it.
2: surprised you're turning on Gambit. Why am I defending him? I don't know. I love this. Yeah. Why? I don't get why I am. he
1: turns into a scumbag, and you're like, not all men. Dude. I
2: don't <laughs> view him as a scumbag. I d- I just legitimately believe in the goodness of these people. They're in an open relationship. They're in an open relationship. Like she knows he's got to get his rocks off. Like he just has to. But
1: he just wanted a kiss. He's not even like.
2: <sighs> but he wants. But it's their last moments together. He's like, look, we're gonna die. Like let's go out. He smooching. already had his chance. I don't like it. And as they kiss, they get sucked into the crystal, and. The ship kind of comes into this atmospheric, desolate, rocky landscape. There's sort of giant boulders of planets circling around. It kind of reminds me of Titan and, again. Avengers Endgame. Honestly, all man, this really is Avengers yeah. Endgame.
1: Sorry, Andrew, but it's actually the underground. It's the at uh, the center of the Earth from Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> okay. It's that Kong jungle world where everything's upside down. I
2: forgot that was your favorite movie like two years ago. Dude,
1: it has the mountains upside down. I've seen that movie, I think, five to six times, and I'm not kidding, audience.
3: It's a great movie. Like, yeah, I stand it's by awesome. it. If, if you don't have a theme song with fucking Green Day and Godzilla roaring oh, over that man, shit, God. <laughs> I Absolutely. don't have nothing to do with it.
2: Oh, man. So anyway, yeah, they all kind of emerge from the rubble of this, and there's these pink pulsing, like, veins all over the, the ground of, this, of the crystal world. It's really, it's cool. I Creepy love it. Creepy crawly. Yeah. And to Ken... Before you're like, where, where's Ken? He appears, like, gigantic. Like, he's Godzilla-sized. He, and Henry, he I'm sure you
3: love this. He's trying to figure out his new look. He's just bouncing all over the fucking he place. He is
1: laughing so hard. Yeah. Constantly he laughs a lot in this throughout episode. this entire episode. It kind of drove me nuts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so he, yeah, he if it takes his first giant form. And Wolverine's like, well, if we can't get out of here, let's at least kill this fucking guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> this is a big squad, too. They got the X-Men, they got the Starjammers, they got all these people. The Imperial Guard. They're the Imperial all Guard. teaming up
2: now against Decan because they're like, well, you stuck us in this yeah. crystal, dude. It's like, really cool. What the hell, man? Uh, Decan just easily kind of blasts them all away. Um, yeah,
1: Rogue throws a giant boulder, he just absorbs it.
2: Yeah, with his mind, turns it to goo. Like oh yeah, blood. he turns it to
1: goo, right, yeah.
2: Um, And now there's a series, there's a shot here that made no sense to me when I first watched it, where you see... What I guess is supposed to be Jean as the phoenix, like on the ground, unconscious. I saw that she's flattened. But she's literally 2D. Like yeah. the, the way they rendered her was just like as if she was Henry, flattened on this? the ground.
3: Yes,
1: I didn't understand it. I either. think the
3: idea was that she got sucked into the crystal and became part of the matter in whatever he was building in his new universe. Like, I just think it's bad animation. <laughs> but what would it mean otherwise? Like,
2: I, I think she's just supposed to be like unconscious on the ground because uh, she doesn't join the fight for a long time, you know? Yeah, it was weird. It was a weird shot. Hmm. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, so she's like. Latin like a pancake, Looney Tunes style. And Deken then himself, like, emerges from the ground. Like, he's made up of the Earth. And uh, he turns into, like, a giant rock monster version of him now. And Lalandra sort of is, like, tries to play to him and be like, hey, dude, you have, like, nothing to gain by doing this. Like, we're all trapped in here with you. Your power is going to eventually, like, consume you anyway. Like, the crystal just consume. It's a galaxy that, like, consumes itself in perpetuity, like... But he's like, "No, I'm reborn and the crystal is life." And I'm
1: speaking to an empty phone. That's, <laughs> what, that's what he says.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, he 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 shoots out his, a giant like earth hand and like crushes the star jammer in one hand to destroy it and Lelandra lays out like, "Look, unless the crystal is sealed up, the entire galaxy, Shi'ar Empire, everything's going to be destroyed. We got to stop this." And Dekens like, "Yeah, th- that's what I want. I don't I don't care. I want this. I love this power. I love the way it feels." And the more
3: you attack me, the more it makes me strong. Yeah, exactly. And you know what?
1: Gladiator's had enough. He hears nothing, Empress. We are on our own. Prepare to be destroyed, creature. Oh, hell yeah. Ah! Punches him.
0: You fight me, you (laughs) insect.
1: You fight me. So he punches Ken right in the chest. Yep. But his chest absorbs the punch. fist, yeah. And a little glowing or a big... Purple glow from his chest just blasts Gladiator out, and he got hurt. I'll Ro- tell you what. But thankfully, Rogue is there to catch him. Yeah, classic um, Rogue.
2: As Dekens' giant head shoots out like a red tractor beam at Lilandra and starts sucking her in, we cut to Earth once we again. Know,
3: Cyclops just watching this happen. And he's like, "Well, that's that. Well, nothing I can do. I don't know what to say other than we can't do anything." Yeah, <laughs> let's go home.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of home, back on Earth. Xavier's watching it just again just watching that's all he can do uh, events unfold we see Sunfire remember him remember our buddy oh, Sunfire Oh
1: course yeah he's really doing some cool blasting he's in this He's
2: flying around Tokyo punching the, the, the Mount Fuji's erupting and he's just yeah. punching these mount these these volcanic rocks like that mirrors. are raining down upon like a, a train he saves a train oh, from being god. destroyed Oh my god who do
1: we see next
2: Africa baby you better believe we're seeing our boy Manjinari
1: Oh, yeah, it's snowing in Africa, right?
2: Snowing in Africa. Mishnari is evacuating people into like a storm shelter. Yeah, I missed dude. our guy. I Which love is, I love that. you know Mishnari evacuating people into a yeah. storm shelter. Xavier! The connection. I actually didn't I see Mish-
3: Mishnari either.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like crouched on that. a wall. And yeah,
2: he's, he's still got the same. He <laughs> couldn't get a new pair of clothes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, new York. And
1: then. Biggest whoa. cameo so far. A hand. That's all we get.
2: A webbed hand. Yeah. A red hand with webbing on it, shooting out. Thwip. Yep. Little Web. Spidey Boy.
1: Weird that we didn't see him. Yeah, but we, Had but that series got, come out yet?
2: There was a there was a silhouette. Oh, maybe. When did the Spider Man animated series come out? Uh ninety <gasps> four. This was ninety four. It yeah. had just it, it was either about to come out or mm-hmm. it had just come out, the Spider Man animated did show.
1: Did they like have the rights or some shit? I don't know. It well weird. it was
3: all Fox Kids. It came out the next month.
2: Oh wow, that's Whoa. a great that's a great teaser. You uh, teasing Spider Man in the Phoenix saga? Yep. To te- oh, that's great.
3: Wouldn't
1: you want to show more of it?
3: Yeah,
2: why didn't they show? Us <laughs> well, you don't want to step. Head. You don't want to step on. Guess, you know the know. other show. You know.
3: Oh, it's it like a good looking hand.
1: We see. It's yeah. a
2: great, perfectly rendered hand. Yeah. Classic.
1: Um, um, and then War Machine swoops down and saves somebody from some rubble.
2: Yeah, he grabs a couple people. Um, and, and Storm. And we go to the Parthenon. Oh, well, first we see we go to Greece, see the Parthenon. Uh, and and a couple of alpha flights. Oh, Shaman Snowbird from Alpha Flight protecting whoa, whoa, people from whoa. the falling ruins of the Parthenon I'll in be Athens. Honest, I
1: missed that completely. Oh really? Yeah, I yeah, don't remember I that at that. all.
2: Little well, Alpha Flight for you. I know how much you hate you probably just blocked it out of your I, mind because you. I think
1: you I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> the no puck. You weren't interested. <laughs> no Bigfoot time for me. No Bigfoot
2: time, baby. And yeah, go back to New York and we finally catch up with Storm.
1: She's stopping a giant tsunami.
2: Yeah, from from just taking over the Brooklyn Bridge.
1: And she is. This is when she's really just freaking out. She's very overwhelmed. She's like, Xavier, I, I literally, I'm like, we, got, I don't know what to do, man. And he says, Calm down, idiot.
2: Well, because she's she's so intimately tied with the earth, like her her, her powers oh, make her very okay. empathetically. That makes sense. Yeah, duh. Tied okay. to the planet, and the planet is in turmoil. So therefore, because you feel the like sun is, out, don't you? and he therefore is. she is he in is. turmoil, which is great. But yeah, this is when Xavier's like, Calm down.
1: What if Storm was in San Andreas, the the Rock movie? When there's a tidal wave, there's earthquake, there's tornado, there's a lot going on. She'd probably be losing her mind. Well,
2: that's where earthquake stuff, she can't really control. She can use the weather and the there's wind. There's other stuff, too. To
0: like...
1: Oh, wait. Maybe I'm thinking of Geostorm. <laughs> oh, Geo,
2: Now, Storm and Geostorm. <laughs> now, Storm and Geostorm.
1: <laughs> now, Storm and Geostorm. No. I thought you oh, Hurricane God. Heist. Story. Oh, Hurricane Heist. I love that movie. Oh,
3: dude, put Storm and hurricane, hurricane Heist? Hurricane Heist. You better believe she's the hurricane on that heist. Yeah. Ooh. Hurricane heist, Gambit and Rogue team up. I mean, Gambit and uh, Storm team up. Yes, yes they like yes. have to rob a well, bank. Gambit for and some Storm reason. are a
2: classic uh, team up duo yep. in the comics. That's how Gambit was brought into the X Men was through Storm, and then Storm... nobody
3: will suspect a thing.
1: Wow. No, no, no. In and out. A couple of thieves, you know. We're back inside the crystal galaxy. Yep. It's basically like a little planet is what it looks like. They're on top of this. It's like a, it's like a smash super smash bros battlefield.
2: Yeah. Daken has kind of (laughs) raised up all of the ground. Um, and he's all well. He's also like fought these like he's he's brought up these like rock golems to like fight them and the start. oh
1: this is where the the entire ground breaks beneath mm-hmm. them yes right? yeah and the, oh, the, the, okay. and there's
2: a great oneer here when that happens it's, it's one shot where the ground is breaking beneath them and people they're all, are falling but then every all the heroes who can fly are going around saving everyone yeah and it's I love it the like, shapeshifter that turns
1: into a dinosaur like a like a dragon dinosaur thing
3: here's the underbite attack oh it is underbite this guy. is where the
2: baracken he turned yeah hobgoblin turning into the barack. Barack and Shovel Beast baby. <laughs> so what does that mean? So in the comic, this happens when the Imperial Guards are actually fighting the X-Men and he's fighting Nightcrawler. And Nightcrawler has his um he has like a little device that is like a it's an image inducer that like changes the way people see him. Image. Mm. In heat? And he can the way the image inducer works is that it's like anything that he's seen, he can like turn into. So he presses the button and it makes Nightcrawler also look like another Barack and Shovel Beast. And it, like, confuses the shit out of Hobgoblin for, like, just enough time (laughs) for, like, the X-Men to, like, get the jump on him and and take him down. Um, But, yeah, I love here that, like, and this is something that doesn't happen in the comic. And this is where I'm going to get into the fact that I think this is better than the comics. (gasps) Oh, This is, A, the single best adaptation of the Phoenix saga ever put to screen. Oh, wow. I think it's one of the best comic adaptations ever put to screen in terms of adapting a direct story from a comic book and putting it in another medium. It, it takes everything that makes the Phoenix Saga work. And I'm talking about the first Phoenix Saga, not Dark Phoenix, because you could tie them all into one big saga, but let's just separate them for now. The Phoenix Saga, it's ultimately about like Gene realizing like individual sacrifice can only be achieved when you have a team that is supporting you and giving you like that strength that you need to be able to do the impossible. It's about all of these different people from these different parts of the world, different parts of the galaxy coming together as one and in the comic it's only just about how the x-men all sort of come together to give her the strength but here what i love is that they take that theme and they extrapolate it out into the imperial guards who were just fighting them last episode all of them realizing like we need to come together to save this world and Mm. also like we have more in common than we do different like i I just it's the most cinematic version of that theme and strength uh, and gene seeing that 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 camaraderie and that unity and drawing upon that strength to do what she needs to do later on, which we'll get to. Yeah.
1: I love it. And speaking of, this is when Jean, a.k.a. Phoenix, busts in when all hope is lost.
0: Do not despair. The Phoenix survives. She rises.
1: Uh Uh-oh. He does not like that. She rises up. Mm -hmm. And Deacon gives her a nice little smack. Or what what was it, like a blast? I can't remember. It was Hadouken. Oh yeah. He goes, Haduk, oh you <laughs> uh and Phoenix wraps up the X Men in a big, beautiful, fiery cloak. Yep. Uh and protects them.
2: Yep. As Gladiator swoops in to save Lalandra. Um Oh yeah. And and yeah, and Phoenix and De are now now going toe toe, but she teleports the X Men out of the crystal right. and onto Lalandra's ship. Phoenix is like, I'm doing this one on one. I'm getting you guys out of here mm-hmm. first
1: why didn't she just do that from the beginning so on the land she was 2D
2: Phoenix is out there herself as well and she's like starts talking in the third person which is really cool and like interesting and it's like I love that it's like this thing of like the Phoenix speaking
3: through Gene, but like Jean, Jean was chosen for her empathetic abilities and blah, blah, blah. Like,
2: the phoenix yeah. doesn't have that empathetic quality. Yeah. And the yeah. reason Jean was chosen because she does. She's extreme. And we've seen it all throughout the show, where every time in every scene, Jean's the one, like, calming people down, like, being the rational voice in the room. You know, using her powers, like, selfli- purely selflessly. She doesn't have a selfish bone in her body, which is why she's the perfect vessel for the phoenix Force because she also has this tremendous power that she can use, but she uses it for good. And Gene and the phoenix together understand they have an understanding of the crystal that neither of them could have had separate and that Jean can feel the pain in the crystal that the phoenix could not and she real she understands that she has to join with the matrix of the crystal itself and use the power of the phoenix to restore what de has broken which is de ken using the crystal selfishly is what broke it apart and caused it to start sucking in our galaxy and our universe and what she can do restore that with her empathy and with her selflessness and with the selfless power of self-sacrifice and pure force of will so scott doesn't like this <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait wait hold Whoa, on wait my girlfriend's gonna sacrifice herself again uh, wait a sec no thanks but gene's like D- i have to do this man it's what and she says the line that i fucking love it's what any x-men would do oh wolverine actually comes to scott's defense here which i also yeah love. well
1: no and, shit he's like hey wait no, so no, like, no.
2: Like, look, he like Scott knows that, but like that doesn't mean it's going to be easy for us. Yeah, you know. And then she gives him a smooch. She, Jean leans in Holy and gives shit. Wolverine a little kiss on the cheek, right in front of Scott. But before he can get too jealous, But
3: Scott gets the mouth. Yeah, she comes in. <laughs> he gets the full mouth. This is like pure she romance puts it around his entire face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she
2: kisses him, and as she kisses him, the Phoenix Force engulfs the two of them, and they start spinning up into the air, like holy shit. Like, yeah. And then she sets him down and Phoenix is out using the power to restore the crystal. Yeah. And as she's doing this, she's like, the, the Phoenix is sort of surrounding the crystal. She's got this sort of matrix-like latticework over it trying to like close it up. And as she does this, she says this like beautiful, beautiful, like, speech about summoning the strength of her x-men friends and
1: there's some crazy crazy imagery in and them. this is
2: directly from the comic uh which i'll get to after we go she's a piece this, of shit though. but go on she's a piece of shit yeah
1: he'll explain i know what he's gonna get out Oh
2: no but anyway oh i know
1: anyway so she says she's drawing from wisdom she says wisdom we see a picture of xavier compassion storm gentleness beast innocence jubilee courage wolverine and last but not least, your love, and it's Cyclops. Now, I think what John is getting at here. And we
2: see their faces flashing across yeah. the screen as we see the cosmos before her. <laughs> Andrew like, doesn't
1: want me to explain. I don't want you because I know John's gonna hate this shit. Anyway, no, it's cause it's all because it. just do it. Gambit and Rogue are not in- included in this list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jubilee gets one. Yeah,
3: Jubilee gets one.
2: I think it's because Gambit and Rogue weren't weren't you saying that they were initially? Oh no, it was Jean who was initially yeah. not in the main yeah. cast. She Which doesn't like them. We just learned this.
3: What uh, if she
1: was like, what if she was like, Gambit. Swamp passion. <laughs> Gambit, you're Swamp passion. Can I tell you my theory? Yeah, sure.
3: Okay, so we know that Rogue smooch Cyclops. <laughs> She's jealous. Oh. She's jealous yeah. like, don't uh, tell Rogue. Jean.
2: And then by virtue, Gambit. Well, she and just knows
3: Gambit's a piece she of she knows Gambit's cheated. Oh, okay. She doesn't want shit to do with yeah, them. They I used to you. be on the list, but we need. We should list what they would be if they were on this list. Well, she Rogue, didn't even name Chode.
2: Rogue... <laughs> Rogue would be power, I think, you know, like just power,
3: like uh, raw power. Yeah, but power's bad in this case, isn't it?
2: Well, the power could be used for good or evil, but
1: I thought Wolverine and courage was kind of weird, but I guess that or like
2: Rogue maybe like, well, that's the thing, strength, like strength, strength. But yeah. I think Gambit,
1: I'm not honestly not really sure. I what really don't say. know
2: what positive trait Gambit has that's worth That's it. the thing. We need to figure this out. S- yeah. Like slipperiness. I don't know. <laughs> like being cool. Style. Style! <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine if she was like wisdom, compassion, gentleness, style, innocent, <laughs> courage, love, strength, and style? <laughs>
3: you see Gambit, Gambit just winks. Yeah. <laughs> I think we ran into the same dilemma the writer's room did where they're just like, fuck. Yeah, like, uh, like, uh, <laughs> but
2: we also see in this image, we see the X Men. As a tree, like, there's an image of them as a tree, and they're all holding each other up. And, and Gambit like, and Rogue
3: really are a part funny. of the tree. They
2: are a part of the tree, and it's the tree of life that sustains her and supports yeah. her and gives her the strength she needs... Andrew's standing up right now. ...to close the crystal. <laughs> and she does cro- close it, containing De Ken inside. Now, I just want to jump to the comic real quick. i got to pull up a, a screenshot.
1: Sure. Yeah, this is very... This, this is powerful this, stuff.
2: This is something that is pulled directly from the book, and... Um, <clears throat> so what she says is, or what the narration says as the phoenix is merging with the MCON crystal and closing it up it says she falters panic seizing her as she realizes that for all her awesome power she still can't do it alone and then suddenly she isn't alone the spirits of the x-men are with her giving her to themselves as storm and corsair gave in that instant as she feels her power the power of her friends sing within her As she re-energizes the energy lattice, as if a door has opened before her eyes, a new pattern forms, shaped like the Mystic Tree of Life with Xavier, its lofty crown, and the X-Men Colossus at its base. Each X-Men has a place, each purpose greater than himself or herself. And the heart of the tree, the catalyst that binds these wayward souls together, is Phoenix, child of the sun, child of life, the vision, the harmony of all things. Damn. And I cried when I read that. <laughs> I, I this shit is what X Men is all about. To you me. know,
3: it, Gambit's was your loyalty, but he he broke that trust. I, it's mm. t- he, he, he he yeah. He still makes up the tree though. He is really loyal. Him and
2: Rogue still in that tree. Yeah, and yeah, she contains Ken inside the crystal, locking him in there, sealing him in there forever. And we go back to Earth as everything goes back to the normal. Everything's been contained, but. Xavier wonders aloud at what cost.
3: And his erection for Lelandra has not been contained.
2: Yeah, because he's like, "Wait, now my alien girlfriend's going to leave." <laughs> 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 at what? At what
3: cost did we do? Th- Maybe we shouldn't oh, have no, saved the. No, Elkron no, 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 no. He comes up
1: with some like ridiculous excuse.
2: <laughs> yeah, but uh, but but before we get back to Earth uh, fully, we go back to space where Jean has now successfully sealed the crystal. But she says that there's only one way to keep it safe, and Scott, you're not going to like it
0: the crystal is sealed but the only way to guarantee that its power will never be released again is for me to take it beyond the reach of any living being the crystal cannot be destroyed even in the heart of the sun but there it and i will be safe
1: everybody's crying in the room
0: for this i am sorry cyclops goodbye my love the crystal shall be buried forever she's
1: flying to the sun she flies off into the sun, oh. and it starts this big montage of oh my God. the phoenix leaving dude this is okay. sad stuff it's all it,
2: super cinematic every
1: too. single person they show everyone in the room with like huge tears in their eyes yeah everyone's
2: crying i'm crying in, in my seat watching this like i'm I, a blubbering fool flies into the sun with the crystal where it shall be buried forever And as she flies into the sun, she says her final lines, Oh, Scott, if only you could see it.
3: The butthole at the edge of the galaxy glows. (laughs) And
2: I love how you interrupted that, right? I was literally just about to be like, and the phoenix dies. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what, folks? This is X-Boys. We're not here for melodramatic shit. We're here for buttholes and shazbots. Yeah, so that's that's how she dies. Now, in the comic, she actually doesn't die.
1: What?
3: Why are you saying she's dead? she
1: flew
2: into that's, the sun.
3: That's definitely what we're supposed to believe. She didn't die. As
2: far I think as she we did. know, she did. I think she did.
3: Yeah. She's, she said she was taking that thing to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. Not no, nothing. she's going to oh, the center true. of the sun. Yeah. That's the
2: only place it'll be safe. And she has to be there with it because she's the only thing that can contain the crystal but, and keep it safe.
3: Yeah, but from what
1: we've seen, she is extremely powerful. so she might. Then be able why to is everyone
2: that. sad? She's dying. They're never going to
1: see her again. Be, Listen, the, the audience, we believe that she's dying. So
2: you think that they're just never going to see her again, but she's still alive. I think that's that's a fair assumption, but she's still gonna be God
3: reacts it. in a way that she's dead. Yeah, we are yeah, supposed yeah. to believe. I that. mean, she
2: might as well be. Yeah, but yeah, she doesn't die in the comics. She actually comes back to Earth with them after she seals the Imcron crystal. Um, <laughs> well, that was crazy. <laughs> anyway, we go back to Earth. Cassidy, keep. Um, you know, the alien ship is Starjammers. Is it the Starjammers ship? I don't know.
3: It's one of the. No, ships. that one's gotten. Oh yeah, crushed. I got crushed. This up. is the Landers Lone Cricket ship mm, remaining. Yep. But everyone's there.
2: Buggy ship, and Lelandra's like, "Well, looks like I gotta leave." And Xavier's like, "Wait, what? No, uh, you just got here, though."
1: She's now the Empress.
2: Yeah, he wants her to stay, but she's got a she's got a freaking empire to run. Imperialism, am I right? She
1: asked Xavier to go with her. Yeah, I but, cannot believe this shit. I thought Xavier was just like I thought, a freak. <laughs> for a second, I thought he was gonna be like, "Okay." <laughs> oh, he would, dude. Well, in the That's, comics, they this actually is the stay together. Part. Lelandra sticks
2: around, and they stay together she, for a while. He would go with her. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, he totally would, but he's like, look, I can't until peace with humans. No, here's
1: here's what's going to happen realistically. In a week, he's going to fake a FaceTime call and be like, X-Men, I have to go investigate. And he's just going to bounce to Uh, the I got to go to Muir Island again. You
3: guys missed it by a mile. It was right in front of your face this whole time. I've been tracing Professor X's arc for you. Right. Gene's gone. He's the most powerful mutant again. (laughs) Oh, so all all this has just been like an anxious. Oh, my God. So he's just like, okay, you can go. I wow. I kind of love your theory now. He's like, I'm back in charge. I thought it was stupid, but I love it now. All of his stress and, and he's anxiety. been smiling this whole time yeah. because he's like Phoenix is gonna save the day and that I've bitch got a, is gonna be I gone forever. I got a forever. girlfriend and
2: Phoenix is gone yep. and I'm back to being number one head honcho. Like
3: wow. life I'm is, watching you, Professor.
1: Life is good, but then, well, they kiss real hard <laughs> on the mouth.
2: That's a big old kissy. Yeah. Good for Xavier. You know. Yeah. Honestly, I'm I, happy for him.
1: I'm not. And then Corsair and Cyclops have a little talk, which is like some of my favorite a stuff of this whole. A father-son chat without uh, being a father-son yeah, chat. I yeah, I love this moment. All yeah. of their stuff is really, I love it. Um, and he is basically like, hey, sorry for trying to like, use you as a weapon, but you get it, right? <laughs> and um, uh, he was just blinded by vengeance.
0: Since I lost my wife, I've lived only for my revenge. None of us know how we'll react when we lose someone we love. I'll have to find a new reason for living now. So will I. I'm proud to have known you and the X-Men. Farewell. I've lost Gene and Corsair lost his wife.
3: <laughs> I wish we had a chance to talk. I believe Emily Dickinson said it best. Ah, uh, don't ruin Parking it. Parting is all we know of heaven
1: and all we need
0: of hell.
3: <sighs> nice God, little... That's a,
2: that's a perfect quote, though. It is. a Parting a good one. is all we need of heaven and all we know of hell. Like... All we know of heaven and all we need of hell.
3: God. What's that got to do with anything? Cyclops <laughs> just doesn't get it. Yeah. I don't get it, Beast. You know I don't understand your poetry. <laughs> uh, yeah, but also well, like
2: I love that Cyclops. Like if only we had a chance to talk. It's like he's right there. Like you could still mm-hmm. talk to him. Yeah, well. Uh, um. We have so much. I just love. Yeah, all the emotional stuff in all of these episodes works like really, really well. Even the evil Xavier stuff works. I mean, it doesn't work necessarily well, the way they intended, but it works okay. in a, in the way John
3: interpreted it. The Landris ship flies off into the night. The sunset Cyclops poses on the edge of Cassidy Keep with his butt out. His yep. beautiful butt.
1: Yeah, he's got one leg up. One leg mm-hmm. up, butt
3: is out. And you know who still has that wrinkled-up photo of Gene and Cyclops in his pocket for some reason at all times?
2: <laughs> Wolverine, baby. Still yeah. got it. It's oh. super worn at this point, uh-huh, too.
3: Uh-huh, He took it out of the frame. That frame shattered that thing long ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, he's, yeah, he's kept it in his pocket. It's mm-hmm. been through a lot of battles, so I guess, yeah, I get it.
3: And he lets out one little
1: name.
0: So
2: we got
1: Gene Heather. Listen to that pain. Listen to the pain. Oh my god. Heather? No. No, no. Oh. Not Heather. And then Professor X approaches Scott and he really wants to help him out. You know, it's just he's there he's really there for him.
0: Do you know the legend of the Phoenix? I'm not interested in legends right now. <laughs> the Phoenix was a mythical bird. Yeah, continue. that was consumed, <laughs> I was say by it anyway. fire, but always rose again from the ashes. Everyone knows Perhaps the story, that's Professor. <laughs> what the phoenix represents, Thanks, man, hope, which never dies. Please think about
3: it, Cyclops. Okay. all right. Next day checks in. Have you thought about it? Like I said, did you? (laughs) Like leave me alone.
1: What were your takeaways from my Phoenix story? (laughs) Think (laughs) about it. Like, what do you? What do you? What's he gonna take from that? Yeah. That she's alive? Okay, well, that, maybe, I guess. It's that I don't Scott know.
2: should hold out hope, like, in okay. the future. Because, like, Scott said earlier, like, I don't have a reason. He was like, I gotta find a new reason for living. Yeah, it's like, yeah, dude, yeah. you're the leader of the X-Men. Like, wasn't that your reason? Or did you only get into it for Gene?
1: I think that the Summers family maybe holds too much of their, like, driving life force in others. Like, in their mm. relationships? Yeah, yeah, just, like, maybe live for yourself. Well, you know, in the comic, first.
2: actually, when Gene does die eventually, there's a There's an entire issue after that where Scott just reflects on his entire life with Jean and basically about how, like, she was a big reason why he stayed on the X-Men in the early days because he, like, kind of had a crush on her and fell in love with her and stuff and goes over their entire story about how they fell in love. And I I wonder if that's maybe what we'll get into with the next episode is how how this will emotionally affect Scott.
1: Oh, yes. As as he looks Mm, into the setting sun,
2: we see him just sobbing. (laughs) Yeah. Letting tears just streaming down his visored face. And we, it's cool because you can see the sun's reflection in his visor, too. Yeah. As he looks out. And that's where Jean is. She's in the sun with the crystal. That's what she, at least that's what she said she was doing. Jean.
1: Oh, good point.
2: And that's how we end.
1: Nice
3: imagery.
2: The first Phoenix mm-hmm. saga. <sighs> yes, I said first.
0: <laughs>
3: what if I were to tell you this? these were... Our guy, Eric Lee Waltz, favorite episodes of the series.
2: I mean, I believe it, because guess what? A spoiler alert, they're mine. Uh, hands down, Really, these five episodes is the, I would say, the, the magnum opus of X-Men the Animated Series so far. I think wow. that it does everything that the comics do does it even better, more succinct? Yeah, because
1: it's a little wacky, and the X-Men are wacky.
2: They are, and yeah. they, they do have these, like, there are these fun little diversions with, like, Dark Xavier. That's a fun concept for an episode, you know, and it's, like, tying into the Phoenix saga, like, yeah, it felt a little out of place, but it's part of the Phoenix saga in the comic books. It falls yeah. in that run of
3: comics. They, From what I read, they stripped down a lot, a lot, a lot. Because like, in the Havoc, comics... The <laughs> brother was supposed to be one of the characters as well, but they couldn't introduce father and brother... Yeah,
2: he was in it. Uh, You've also got, there's a thing in the comics where Magneto comes into play in an Mm. issue and he fights against the X-Men as well. Um, There's also Fire Lord is in it. Uh, That's more of a Galactus thing. Misty Knight is a big part of it as well. Um, Again, these are all characters who aren't really X-Men based, but you know.
0: um, They
2: (laughs) they really did a fantastic job though of distilling that uh, eight issue, nine issue series down into like five episodes. Mm. And, it, like, it does justice to the story and covers all the stuff without getting bogged down in, like, the minutia.
3: Here's what Eric Leewald had to say about the episode. Preach. I had the advantage of using my longtime writing partners, Mark and Michael Eden. Sadly, some of the last work they did on the show before going on to run their own series. Ooh. What was it? Do we know? Uh, it's, like, bug, bug Police or something. Oh, no. like that. I love Bug Police. Uh, Fuck yeah, dude. Man,
2: that's, like, going from, like, the Yankees to, like, the <laughs> Marlins. You're
3: just, like... This five-part feature length. 110 minutes story was the most ambitious project we had ever attempted to date. Mark and Michael had recently freed themselves from other commitments and I got Fox to agree to let them do the entire saga. Oh. "Quote unquote, just like old times in college in Tennessee. The three of us worked the story out together and I don't think we or X-Men the animated series ever did it better."
1: Oh, that's nice.
2: I mean, so far, yeah. I'm look, buddies from college? This is a these are perfect. It, it, like as a whole, looking at them all as one singular story, like it's perfect, mm-hmm. I think. Like even with some goofier stuff in it, the Dark Xavier stuff, all it's all about, that whole episode is about character. It's about, like, Xavier's inner, you know, dark fears and desires and stuff.
3: What do you think that Dark Phoenix episode, I mean, that um, Dark, dark Profe- Professor X episode? No, you? no, no.
1: Hold on. Let's do this. So we're going to now guess IMDb for each mm, episode, good, correct? Good, good. Yeah, let's do but, that. But, again, remind me of this. So for the whole thing, though.
2: I think we should do one score for the whole
1: saga. I think so, too.
3: John, that's not helping me out. What do you no, mean? No, no, no. I mean, Are you making me do no mad? our personal personal. No, no, no. Scores. When we do oh, our I know, personal I know. score,
2: yeah. oh, we also got to pick a rating
3: and a, rating a so. and a mutant of the oh. and a mutant of the week. Crystals, MCon crystals.
1: A crystal, yeah. Wait, you know who's getting human of the week? Oh, you better
2: believe it's Doctor Corbeau, oh, baby. Oh, Bobo.
1: No, fucker, it's Corsair.
2: Oh, Corsair. Oh, yeah, because oh, he's yeah. a human. Oh, yeah. He doesn't hell have any yeah. special powers. Yeah. yeah. Human of the week,
1: I like Corsair. where your head's at, though. Corbo is a runner-up. <laughs>
3: Chode is Reptile of the Week. Yeah. If Corbo stuck yeah. around a little longer. Chode bonker, is Reptile of the Chode's Week. Chode's
2: definitely a Cat of the Week. You, you better mm-hmm. believe it's Hepzibah.
3: Yeah, for sure.
1: Okay.
2: All right, so yeah, let's let's both rapid-fire uh, first okay. episode. What are we giving it? Part sacrifice.
1: one, Sacrifice. I'm going to give it a seven. It's a very good introduction. 7.5. You can't do .5s.
2: Yeah, we can. It's IMDb. We're guessing. Oh, we're, we're guessing. guessing right
1: Fuck! Now. I just gave away my rating. Uh, I'm gonna guess even lower. I'm gonna. Uh, I think it's
3: a 7.1. Uh, 7.5. It is a 7.8. Andrew wins. I'm happy. I All right, I got here.
2: one on the board. Let's see part two. Xavier, evil now, Xavier. Now two could be the dark shroud. Right? People might mm-hmm. not
1: appreciate this very much. What do you think? 6.8. No, it's a 7.4. 7.3. 7.7. Oh! what Dude, these are big okay knowing that we're okay, going they, into part yeah. three the cry of the banshee okay and so I'm henry say, so
2: henry you got one i got one did i get one
1: oh okay because you were closer we're competing
2: yeah that, that's okay. why i see hell it. yeah
1: <laughs> then part three i'm gonna aim high because holy shit yeah it rocks and part three but this is when we get eric the red and
3: all these weirdos
2: but it's also a juggernaut bitch episode
3: no we, we've gotten eric cool. the Red right? this is when we get like black tom black tom cry of the banshee seven point nine,
2: Cap- cassidy keep uh 7.9 i'll go flat eight it's eight. Woo baby, I got two. Two one. Damn.
1: Right. I thought you had that one. Part four, the Part Star four. Jammers. Eight point three. Oh man. Eight point it's an eight point four. Ooh, okay.
2: I'll take eight point two. Seven point nine. Wow going on i don't understand this is strange it's an impossible game okay so i got i'm a three one so i technically win but let's yeah, last part one five, part five child of light it's like all action all emotion for me i'd give that like an eight point four i guess i yeah high 8. seven but they never really go that. It's eight
3: point three but damn that's I, high I that's, high, that, that, that's, that's high, the, high for imdb that's the lowest episode for me out of all of them am i crazy the last really? episode oh, oh yeah I, no i don't think why so. Oh, actually, the, the, it's just they, they, they yeah. get pulled into a crystal and they fight him for a bit. Now. But yeah.
2: the fighting, the action is ama- The emotion, it's all the it's,
1: action actually isn't that good. It's that not that. Good. I disagree, yeah. man. Against Ken, it's like, dude,
2: no. But like, there's that. There's this. The, the amazing shot of like the when ground falling, coming around and they're all saving each cool. other and stuff. And you, you get the. the but
3: that's the only part because the in concept fight. it's cool. Like, I get, like the idea of it. I just think like I don't know.
2: I think emotionally though, like the emotions of that episode work so. Well,
1: the emotions, yes, but the fights in the—if we're talking about action, the fights in the other episodes are way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, sure. There's some one on one action. This is giant kaiju but shit. But I also think where, like, like, nothing actually. I do happens. think it is
2: kind of unfair to just view these episodes in a vacuum because they're not meant
1: yeah. to be seen that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like
2: it's like only watching the last thirty minutes of a movie and being like judging it, judging something just on that. Sure. Um. Cool. Come soon. <laughs> That's all right. great. Now, now to our ratings.
3: Individual ratings. Of
2: the overall saga. It's all They release these episodes five.
3: every day in one week, Fox did. That's awesome. What a cool week that was. That's insane. That would have been the best week ever. Wow. That's crazy.
2: Could you imagine? Like, you're a kid, and you're, like, looking forward to the feed, yeah. and it's, like, finally premiering. It's, like, and tomorrow, same time, same place. Like, show up for the next one. All five days, just, oh,
1: God. All right. Should we get the most obvious score out of the way? What do you mean? Andrew? at 10 thought so.
2: It's got to be a 10. I, it can't be anything less than a 10 for me. Because, I thought so. Because both of the previous episodes I've rated 10. Honestly, if I could give this higher than a 10, I would. Wow. I just, it is so, it, it's perfect to me. It just really is. I don't need to say anything. great. I've said too much already.
1: I
3: like to, You guys got it. I get it.
1: I get it. I, part of me wants to do that because of the ambition, because of, I haven't read the comics, but it, I feel like they, I feel like this in the comics stretched out could probably be a bit yeah. too much It is a little bit yeah yeah so i think you know with like tom and shit it's just like weird
2: yeah i mean it's very much individual comic issues of like okay here's some villains
3: for this issue here's some villains for yeah. the next issue you know because there's, uh, there's yeah i almost wonder if it's i don't know i'm, I'm grappling with myself here sorry i'm stepping on your reading. no
1: i know we're just talking
3: you is can it, rate it should they have done like savage land and had the phoenix thing continuing over the background yeah. and everything else that's happening? that's tough
1: because it's so complicated,
3: it is complicated. That's why whereas, I think like it almost needs more time. Whereas
1: Savage Land is more of a mystery. Yeah, like they're just walking through Savage Land throughout the whole season, and not really getting any new information. Like mm-hmm. the whole reveal of what Savage Land is is only in that finale, really. Yeah,
2: well, I can tell you in the and in, then
1: this, in I the, don't know. So in the comic, could in
2: the comic she, she turns into Phoenix, and this plays out basically as we saw it in the show. But, because, like I said, she doesn't go into the sun and sacrifice herself right. or anything like that. She stays on Earth, and she's kind of recovering. And she there's several issues that passed where she's just Phoenix now. Mm-hmm. And she's just super powerful and awesome, and it's great. And then the next turn in that story happens, and we go, get to Dark Phoenix. And then, you know, that plays know. out. So she does end up staying Phoenix for a while. And I don't know if she's going to—I mean, we'll see if she comes back in future episodes. We don't know, folks. I hope so. But we'll see.
1: I love her so much.
2: So we might <laughs> get more time with her being powerful and then seeing eventually how that power might go a little darker.
1: I'm going to give it... I'll be honest. My heart says eight, but I'm going to give it a nine. Follow your heart if you want. I, mean, I know, but I, I, it's good. It's really good. I just... It, like my gave, personal... You gave
2: out of the past the last two episodes. You gave those an eight. So. What did I give those? You g- We all gave it straight eights. Yeah. Damn, I
3: like those.
1: <sighs> I know. I... It, this, like, for me personally, the subject matter of this shit kind of loses me with, like, Tom and, like, all the, like, weird space stuff. But I think it's really well done. I and like I seeing like the new it.
2: villains and stuff. like the new characters. Like, every episode has
3: a new character. In but
1: it. I actually just don't love these characters. Like, oh, Eric Red Ther- yeah, Ther- yeah, and yeah, all. Yeah. They're just kind of goofy to me.
3: But I, I eh. still... That's the thing. They... This is why this these episodes stick out to me from being a kid, just because I remember a vast number of alien faces that didn't mean anything to me. Like this, <laughs> this washed over me in a way that I, I mean, the I registered guard, nothing. It, it kind of did. The for imperial me guard this are not
2: supposed to be like super important or anything. They're just like people for the X-Men to fight, yeah. which is like, and they lend themselves to really cool fight scenes. I yeah. And, and
3: props to them because they're actually using people at the X-Men fight in the comics. Like, yeah. They could just throw whatever at them. Yeah. It yeah. could
2: have just been like the little like alien broods or like, you know, mm-hmm. just the little bug guys or whatever, but.
1: I think they've done certain emotional things better to be honest, but the Gene stuff at the end really hits and I really love the Psych and his dad stuff. That
3: stuff is great. That's my favorite stuff. So, the yeah. I'm, and like, the plot to kill the Emperor. Yeah. Through yeah. Cyclops, I think I'm it's cool I'm sticking with nine.
1: I'm nine. Cool. John. <laughs>
3: You gotta go. Just do it. Don't worry. I'm gonna do eight. Okay, I That's like an eight I, for me. It's I'm just not glad. that important in the legacy of X Men to me. Ooh. Uh, Phoenix, Andrew's gonna, Andrew's gonna Phoenix as a character book. is, of course, <laughs> Phoenix
2: like a knife through the heart. Face is like like Phoenix,
3: obviously, the transition the of Jean hearts. to Phoenix is gigantic. I love that story. That's huge for me. Um, not for me.
2: Let me let me just put it in a con in a certain context. This was the storyline that like saved the X Men. Because before Claremont took over, the X-Men was a dead book. It had been running reruns. Necronomicon? For five years. It was the book of the dead. It So, so X-Men <laughs> had failed in the, uh, the 60s. So when Claremont took over, his big pitch was like, I'm going to take Gene, who is the most undervalued, Uncared about, like biggest damsel in distress character, awesome. and I'm going to make her fucking I'm gonna awesome. Her. <laughs> and I'm going to do it over an arc of several comics. Because again, it was back 14 then, comics. Yeah. The concept of serialized storytelling in comics wasn't that big. It wasn't huge. I mean, yeah, it kind of did. There would be like two or three like comic issues where like, you'd have these stories kind of carry through. Mm. But in terms of taking something over like the cross of like a year long arc across the comics like that hadn't really been done that much before. And the way that Claremont approached the story of really getting inside her head and how she feels and how all these characters feel and how all these X-Men, you know, come together and, like, grow and change over time. He changed not only the way, like, comics were, like, written and read, like, forever, but also, like, impacting how, like, television was written. Like, how many storylines in, like, modern television and other comic books even where you see a similar arc of a character where they take the weakest person and Mm -hmm. eventually turn them into, like, the strongest? I mean, like... For example, like, I don't know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is, like, one that like where they did with, like, Allison Tolman, you know? Like, it's right. things like that, where it's, like, you just have these long arcs where these characters grow and change, and you feel, they feel real, and they feel like they're living with you and growing right. with you. So, anyway, this was kind of, like, the thing that kicked off all that, and it saved X-Men. It turned the comic into a huge hit, and... That carried through throughout the rest of the seventies and throughout the rest of the seventies well, and eighties.
1: Guys, Andrew, I respect that, but I know what a we show? have to do. Is the show I know. is great. The television show, John, do you stick by your answer after Andrew's?
3: No, it was a great speech. It, it was, was a great uh, speech,
1: Andrew. That was a great okay. speech. <laughs> that's all right. So we have a 10, 9, nine, eight. I and, think it's which here. gives it
2: an average of a nine. That's great.
1: That's so nice. Come which on,
2: which I can get on board with. Yeah.
1: That's fine. Nine
2: Kron crystals, folks. You heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, wait, let's, oh, a couple things I want to get through. Let's talk about Mutant of the Week. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. come on. It's got to be Jean. Mutant. Genie. I think it would be
1: a mistake to give it to anyone else besides Gene. Is there a runner-up that we can think of? Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Sean Cassidy. No. Honestly, Storm. <laughs> like yeah. Maybe Storm. Holding it down on Earth. Spider-Man's wrist. I almost, by herself. I almost want to give it to Cyclops. He had a lot of growth. Mm, I agree with that.
3: That's
2: true. He's By jo- the end, he
1: kind of
3: goes back to his normal shit, though.
1: Well, he's figuring it out. And actually, all of us did watch the next episode. Uh-huh. We did, yeah. And spoiler. he's really going through it.
2: And folks, get ready. If you're going to watch this next one, because the animation takes a massive
1: nosedive. Oh, shit, I <laughs> forgot. Uh,
2: this is one of the episodes that got pushed several years because like, oh, right. I don't know why, but like the animation on it is just terrible, and it actually ended up getting released with season five, I Which
1: think. Which really makes no sense because it's None at all. so specifically needs to take place after this episode. Yeah, and
2: I think because it's such a standard, standalone episode that's probably why yeah, like, we're, we're
3: gonna have push- a lot to talk about with that just
1: one. It's scott being emo for no reason yeah, yeah
2: yeah no mutant is an island that's gonna be our next episode folks so stay tuned it's gonna be solo solo bolo episodes
1: so. and so human of the week we agree is corsair
2: corsair gotta be right mm. mutant yeah. of the week gene runner-up cyclops and then let's hey, is Im- there a
1: runner-up human Dr. Corbeau, did we
2: Dr. Just Dr. God, be Dr. Corbeau.
3: Got my eye on Gambit. Get your shit together, dude. Yep. Got my eye on Xavier. I'm watching you the rest of the season. Oh,
1: I'm watching him for the rest of the fucking series. Oh,
3: yeah. Xavier he, he being the ice.
2: sort of low-key villain of the whole thing. I like that theory a lot. We haven't
1: seen him really change much at all. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, not really. Even did you people... see him
3: slide out of the chair, though? That was pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> hey, that was he pretty cool. He did full body slide to <laughs> HQ. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: man. Oh, wait. Imperial Guards. Imperial, what are we doing? Favorite Imperial Guard.
1: I to, oh, yeah. Real quick. I could not tell you. Underbite.
2: Underbite. You got Underbite, Henry.
1: What are my choices? I don't remember <laughs> at all.
2: Uh, uh, you got You got Warstar, Astra. Um, uh, uh, why can't I remember literally any of their names? Exactly. Oh,
1: that's why. Cause...
2: Hobgoblin, Hussar, Smasher, Starbolt, Titan. Oh, by the way, Titan, he's a big growing guy. Did I cover that? Yeah, I we did. did. Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, there's that great shot, by the way. I, I like Titan. Kind of lost over, but. When he gets up to the size of Ken and, like, punches oh, him in yeah, the face. I yeah. thought that was cool. That worked
1: for a second. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Titan. I like him.
2: Cool. I'm a gladiator, man.
3: Oh, wait. I could be gla- oh, I'm gladiator.
2: Yeah, gladiator's got to be like the... I
3: love gladiator. He's like
2: the Imperial Guard of the week. <laughs> I the- liked
3: him when he was bad. You said this already a little bit, but was the Catalyst directly the similar turning phoenix into phoenix the way it was in the show yes no that was almost exactly it feels like it came from tragedy in some iteration of the story like i don't know like
2: i mean it is tragic because gene thought she was gonna die yeah she thought she was gonna sacrifice her life and that was they thought she was dead right but it does god that that issue is so good i think it's x-men 101 and it like opens and it's just like there's this cool psychedelic image of her face and it's like Mm. all like rainbowed out and you see the spaceship crashing down into earth and it says like her name is Jean Grey, and these are the last moments of her life. Whoa. Whoa. such a great way to start a fucking comic book.
3: Um, vividly remember seeing X2 in theaters, and when they show the phoenix at the end in the water, I was blown away. I was pumped.
2: Yeah. No, same. Yeah, that moment when she's holding back the yep. wave, you knew and it was... she, lo- she looks back, and you see her eyes yep. just glowing.
1: And you say, the I last got... stand is going to be awesome. Bunked, oh, no. Fucking got goosebumps.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the last <laughs>
1: I actually really don't mind that movie. I think it's I cool. don't either.
2: I think it's better than people say. It's, it's not way, great, but yeah. it's better than people say.
1: Guys, I think that does it. We
2: did it. We did it. The Marathon Phoenix Session. Saga.
1: A beautiful... <laughs> Beautiful cinematic experience on the silver screen.
2: Join us for a series of solo episodes from here on out while we give ourselves a little bird break. And I can't wait. All of this.
1: <laughs> I can't wait to get back to your regularly scheduled programming. My name is Henry.
2: I'm Andrew. I'm John.
1: And next week we have what?
2: Uh, we have No Mutant Is an Island. And be sure to share X Boys at uh, X Boys on Instagram, on Twitter, and at xboyspod at gmail.com. Email us. Share oh, with your friends. Yeah. We love you. Reach out. You reach out, Get the we'll talk to you on the pod. Nope. What is wrong,
0: Kevin? We're ready to pour The crystal is sealed, but the only way to guarantee that its power will never be released again. So, Gene? Listen up, people. Gene has something to say. That's what all of this is about. Mutant. Is Mutant. Mutant. Okay.
2: It's still one of our highest rated.
1: Are you well, upset?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Andrew's convincing himself.